Blog Talk Radio. Trump 
for despite the racial uh, coding, the racial white supremacy code, because Joe Joe Biden is just as much of a white supremacist as Donald Trump. They just on two different ends of the, of the spectrums about how to achieve white supremacy in society. Believe that shit, okay? But um, as far I thought Donald Trump, foreign wise and otherwise, did a, did a much better job. That I, I think he would he we he will he did a good job as far as more than we think. Okay, I think that uh, Joe Donald Trump was a disruptor. Not that Donald Trump listen. What I'm not saying that Donald Trump I agree with everything from Donald Trump because I don't. I'm an independent. Okay, and I didn't like some of the things Donald Trump did. And if you've been listening to this show, you know that. But I also I thought he was. There were some good policies in place, foreign wise, and um, and some domestic that I thought were that he did a decent job on. Um, I think Donald Trump was a disruptor. Uh, some things that now do I think he was a dis- do you a decent job as far as some things concerning black Americans? No, and not any administration probably within the last four to five minute administrations has done much to help specific plight of African Americans. I mean, it, uh, African, and I'm going to talk about that too a little bit, try to touch on that a little bit later on in the show. But uh, African Americans need specific uh, redresses to grievances. African Americans have a very unique history in the United States of America, native black Americans. I'm not talking about other black Americans. I'm talking about native black Americans uh, who've been here since uh, before the uh, Civil War, okay? So when we when we talk about native black Americans and, I mean, not before the Civil War, before the American Revolutionary War, okay, uh, we talk about native black, uh, black Americans, and, and we are the only group that has not immigrated to America. It wasn't a choice for our ancestors to come to America. So to me, politicians have done a great disservice. Uh, the last four to five, uh, maybe even further back, uh, has done a great disservice to African-American people to keep lumping us in with everyone else. Uh, we have a very specific specific thing, very unique history in America, and that history has damaged us in such a way on an economic level, an emotional level, that uh, that is that has affected us for many generations, okay? And so when I get on here and I say um, that, uh, black people need specific tangibles and things like that. That means that we 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 can't be lumped in with everybody. Like canceling student loan debt, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later, will help. Like Joe Biden's talking about ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars will do something not much, because most people with student loan debt have really expensive student loan debt. But you can't just talk about saying canceling everybody's student loan debt across the board, and that'll help African Americans. No, it'll put us in a, in the same place we were. Because if you cancel everybody's debt, everybody it, it still makes white America further up. It still all puts us still on the same playing field. What you have to do with African Americans, because African Americans have had a history of slavery in this country, had a history of failed re- when we talk about we talk about failed reconstruction, we talk about Jim Crow laws, we talk about institutionalized racism that specifically targeted Native Black Americans. 
other people may have felt it because of the fallout of the skin, of the, the color of their skin, but it, the target was African, African, Native African Americans, okay? So there has to be specific uh, things set aside to help this group. If we don't have that, we don't catch up. We don't, we, we, we can't catch up in a society that is being geared against us, even though it has a great document at the head of it, but the document wasn't written with us in mind. Even though we become citizens and no longer considered one-third of a person on the surface, we still uh, we still have that history behind us, and we still have not been repaid and been put in, this, in society in a place that could help us. The government has to help in that area. The government has to come in to make sure that institutions don't still practice racism. The government has to come in and uh, pay back what it is what it owes to the community, which built, uh, which built the which built the United States, which created helped the United States become a superpower. Okay, so. Um, so I yeah you know that that's where I'm at you know I want to see black people win, and as an American you know I I, I you know I, I saw this great quote today and I wanted to read it to you guys from W. E. B. Du Bois and I put it up because I really liked it. Um, let me go here on Instagram because I'll be all over the place today talking y'all know because I, I I don't have a show, <laughs> but um, I kind of got an idea of what I want to talk to you guys about. But let's see here. There it says, one ever feels, this is he, he this is what uh, W.E.B. Du Bois wrote, one ever feels his two-ness, an American, a Negro, two souls, two thoughts, two unreconciled, unreconciled strivings, two warring ideals in one dark body whose dogged strength alone keeps it from being torn asunder. And I really got that because, you know, there is – one part of us who that is, you know, as a black person, we under we there are certain grievances we have that may seem uh, anti-American because America has been anti-us, right? And so then there is a set of us that very much feel that we're just a part, much as part of the soil as anyone else, even more so because our ancestors' blood is in the soil, our ancestors. Uh, were slaves and built the built the uh, the wealth in which America stands on, and so we struggle with both of those things. Okay, so when I see situations that happened yesterday at the uh, I mean the day before yesterday at the Capitol, there are two things that go through my mind. There's the, the black side that I'm struggling with says you know black people would never been able to do that right, but then there's the American side of me that says. Uh, these people are, redire- are going for to say, hey, we have a problem with the way the votes were counted, and you guys aren't listening to us, and you guys are not paying attention. And here's the thing about America, and this is what I, this is what I, you guys want. I'm, I'm going to answer this question for you about whether I'm on their side or not. What we seen yesterday, I feel that Americans have a right to grievances. As a matter of fact, I also think politicians should be shaking in their boots every time they walk into the Capitol to make decisions. They should be afraid of the American people, afraid of uprisings that happened like the other day. 
They should be afraid of that happening all the time. They should always fear that. They should always fear that Americans can get so upset with them when they fail to do their job, when government fails to protect, or when government, or when a half of a half of Americans feel as if government has not protected them. And listen, there are a lot of people, and I know we're thinking along racial lines, but there are a lot of uh, people, there are some racists, uh, there are a lot of people who are racist and support Donald Trump, but then there are a lot of people who just say, you know, simply, I like the fact that the guy was a, a, a rebel. I like the fact that the guy was putting tariffs on China. He was uh, 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 he was finally uh, dealing with Americans' foreign policy to make it better or something like that. You know, some people are thinking like that and not necessarily thinking about, you know, I know we it's hard for us to believe white supremacy at the end of it, right? So um, a lot of people felt that something happened in this election. Now, what you got to remember is what was going on beforehand. And we talked about this. The, the, during the summer, during the summer when the riots were happening, okay, remember America was rioting for great, for, I mean, was, was out there uh, protesting and riots broke out. For a great reason, the protests are happening, police brutality, racism, uh, long overdue, okay? Uh, America needed to address its issues. But right before that, a week before that, remember the country has shut down because of COVID-19. The country had been on lockdown for two months. That's why I don't understand what Joe Biden talks about when he's talking about he's going to lock it down again. I'm like, it's already been locked down for two months. There's something else going on. You know, when, when you when you can't get the and a lot of Americans went in on their own. Remember, as a matter of fact, Americans weren't driving. You can go back and look at AP articles. Americans weren't driving so much that some of the places, had, uh, some I forget, some of the, uh, they said some of the fog had cleared. You could see uh, clearer, uh, I guess, from the outer space, certain parts of America, okay, because people weren't driving. People had literally shut down. The only place people were going to was the grocery store, okay? And so there were people were literally shut down for two months, okay? America had cleaner air and stuff during that two-month time, remember? Okay, so that's all they said it would take, right? And then Bill Gates came on and started talking about four, five, six, seven. He was just talking crazy. Nobody knew what he was talking about. But we know Americans did what they asked, okay? That was not uh, Americans did that. And and after that, they kept trying to put it at this, kept trying to put it at this time, because they really don't, my personal opinion, they really don't know what's going on themselves. They don't know enough about uh, COVID-19 and how it spreads. And Fatia said that a little bit himself, because they even are saying now that the vaccine won't stop it from spreading. We've even heard stuff like that. So they didn't, they didn't know. So they're trying to feed you so you won't panic. But meanwhile, people were losing their livelihoods. People, and think about white America, okay? White America is losing its livelihood because it's the wealthiest in the in the United States. So it's losing its livelihood. It's losing its money. It's losing restaurants. It's losing uh, uh, businesses, okay? And uh, uh, um, people are going marching up week, weeks before the riot happened. We're having a, set, a different set of riots. See, Americans have short-term memories, so the media plays games with your memories, <laughs> but so the media won't remind you that. Remember, a week before the, a couple of weeks before the riots, all across America in different cities, uh, it was a lot of white Americans going uh, to their uh, uh, election, uh, elected state elected officials' homes, demanding them to open up 
having guns on their back. They were screaming. It was already, so that was already happening. And people were saying, look at them. They're crazy. They're out here nuts and stuff. They're acting crazy. And then two weeks later, black people were out trying to argue about their rights. And But not only were black people, but all kinds of people out trying to argue about the riots, okay? So America was already on edge, okay? People have been losing jobs. People have been losing livelihood. People have been uh, uh, losing even white privilege, okay? I'm just telling you what it is, okay? And um, America, specifically white America, had, it, it, a lot of people are saying, you know what, what is happening? What, it's a, uh, what, what is going on? So it seems to some people, and we've been talking about this. The media is making a joke of deep state and stuff like that. But let me tell you something. They're saying it's conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But Americans are not supposed to trust government. Government are elected officials. Government isn't a body that runs like an individual body that just runs on its own accord, like we worship God. <laughs> I know that's what people are trying to get you to do, worship the state. But the state is not to be worshipped, okay? The state is uh, the state is built up of elected officials who are human beings, who can fail and fall, who can become corrupt, okay? So that's why we have a constitution that really speaks to checks and balances, okay? It really does. It speaks to checks and balances because it understood the gov the the, the founders of the Constitution and the writers of the Constitution, even though they were very flawed, understood that human beings can be flawed. And the one thing they don't want America to be is a dictatorship, okay? Because remember, America was a colony. It came from, uh, under Great Britain's rule, a king's rule, okay? A king is the sovereign. A king is like what the king says goes, okay? So in America, that isn't what happens, okay? Now, a lot of y'all think Donald Trump was acting like a king or whatever like that or, or, or whatever. Um, I, think you, I think in some ways we, 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 we don't really understand Donald Trump's presidency a little bit. I think more people need to go back and read. Like I told people, did you hear about a week before? I'm like one of the few shows that talked about Donald Trump going to the United Nations a week before saying that he was not into globalism, okay? And a lot of people was like, no, I didn't know that or whatever. And so a lot of you, we, we need to really break down. I'm not saying he was a good guy. I'm just saying there were some policies there that in a chess game that could help, help I felt, African Americans a little bit. It leans more towards African Americans, towards the goal of, uh, of moving towards uh, equality. Now, was Donald Trump doing specific things to help us? No. No, not at all. But I do believe uh, illegal immigration is a problem towards that that does not help Black Americans, okay? Uh, because if you have to pay, if you bring in uh, cheap labor, who who are not citizens, it affects people uh, getting jobs on the on uh, especially uh, some of uh, some workers in in our in our community. We have a lot of sometimes unskilled workers, sometimes low education and things like that, that can affect the pay of those people to be able to make a living for themselves. When you bring in uh, illegal immigrants, it's like America trying to get, they, they've gone from slavery to cheap labor, okay? And so that affects uh, people, citizens, 
from being able to enact, hey, you know, to be enacted a fair pay or a fair wage, okay? So I think that laws against illegal immigration are kind of good because we do have laws, right? And then I also think there has to be a focus on African Americans and what and what and African and Native Black Americans towards reparation and looking at things we we need. What what has happened to uh, things that were created has helped to African Americans in the '60s and the '70s. Stuff stuff is uh, affirmative action. Everyone started using. I mean, white women benefited from affirmative action more than black people. Okay, so uh, those type of things became a force because they started letting every other groups benefit off of them that had not had the same things done to them as African Americans had had. Okay, so when we start talking about uh, when I when you when I say Donald Trump to me had uh, policies towards helping us, uh, I mean towards not helping us but towards where we would we could play a chess game better with white supremacy, meaning that. Uh, there were some specific policies that I felt could help us a little bit better, not that those policies were meant for us, okay? I mean, meant to help us, but they end up indirectly helping us, okay? You get what I'm saying? So there were some things there that I felt was better, like banning some parts of illegal integration. I feel like nationalism, even though nationalism is an ideology that a lot of white supremacists have accepted, okay? That's why it scares black people so much when they hear nationalism, okay? But nationalism is an ideology apart from white supremacy. It stands alone, okay? Nationalism is about the sovereignty of a government, feeling like your government has sovereignty you have sovereignty to yourself. Your America has the right to make its own decisions, and its citizens have the right to make its own decisions. Very crucial in a republic that is practicing democracy. It is very crucial to have uh, the to have uh, a nationalism because what what in my personal opinion is very crucial with a smidge of globalism because you have to care for the world, right? Okay, and that's what America was all. America's not always been completely nationalist. But it has a smidge of globalism because America cares for the world, okay, in some ways, sort of. It's been imperialistic. We know that. But in the perfect face of America, a perfect republic would be a a sovereign nation that has – let me look this up for you guys so I can give you the exact definition because I'm answering your question before I go on in the best way I can, nationalism. Identification with nationalism is, and this is apart from white supremacy, okay? Listen to what I'm saying. Identification with one's nation and support for its interests, especially to the exclusion and detriment of other nations, okay? That means you are a sovereign nation. You do what's best for you, <laughs> right? Okay, so uh, so you don't make decisions based on um Say, for instance, if China said based the decision, like unless there's something that's happening to the world that is huge, then you don't make decisions. You, you, China can't interfere on your decisions. You can't interfere on its decisions. And a lot of times, you know, globalism has a great is a it's a great idea, okay, that all the world will be at peace and all the world will be at one. But the problem with globalism, what do I say on this show all the time? There's always one motherfucker who wants to come up and think he's dictator and take and take 
mankind from being a glo- uh, one uh, global uh, uh, idea of globalism to under him as a dictator, right? So we need nations to have their own stance. That keeps dictators from coming to power and ruling the world. Remember what, I mean, think about the rulers of the world. Nimrod was the first, one of the first ones who wanted to rule the world. Uh, 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 Napoleon, Alexander the Great, uh, uh, you know, uh, the idea that, that doesn't mean there isn't one nation that's always kind of maybe up in the forefront or something like that, but we have to be very careful. It's to me personally, it's good that the world has disagreements. The the and the world that that there are parts of the world that do their own thing. Okay, as as long as it's not a real danger, but there is a good. We're a healthy. A group of people who are a little bit disagreeing, but there are some people who have these ideals of, of, uh, in my opinion, of how can I put it? It comes from a good place. They would like to have a utopia, okay? But the problem is their utopia becomes a religion unto themselves, and they start to act like dictators. Like you'll have some people who believe in, as you talk to them, very wealthy people who are, as you listen to them, uh, who who will say, well, the world needs to, we all need to come together in harmony. But it's it's sort of like, here it is, the Avengers. Remember, and I heard last night, oh, my God, yes, let's go with this. And I hope I'm not rambling. This is a, this is kind of y'all beginning of why I'm, at, I'm answering the question about do I agree with the people at the Capitol, what happened the other day. Um the, and I'm going about a roundabout way to answer it if you just tuned in. Uh, I heard I was listening to some young men last night talking. Uh, red blue, red pill, blue pill. I listen to them from time to time. Very interesting guys. Okay, when they talk, they have a very good. I mean, I mean, very interesting guests when they have them on. He has them on. They talk about different events in the world. And one of the things they were pointing out is about Avengers, the Civil War, and they were pointing out things in that. Well, in in, in the movie Avenger, remember uh, Thanos, Thanos actually, he actually thinks he cares for the world. And so that's why he wants to kill everybody. In some senses, he, he it's coming from a place of goodness, he thinks. But his thinking has become diluted. Uh, Thanos is a population controlist. Thanos is a eugenist. <laughs> he thinks he's helping the world, but he's destroying it. And he's acting as God, okay? And so uh, that is the that is why I personally think nationalism it's a good thing in a society like this because we have some people who, although they may mean well, who are psychopaths, right, with their thoughts, and they're Thanoses, and they want to destroy everyone, with, and they want to use their wealth and everything to do so. And in, in, in countries like America, when it's in its good position, America, listen, America has, has had a, a, a sordid past, uh, and it has had a, a past that has been uh, hypocritical. Uh, all of the things, America is just, you know, it's been a nation of a lot of uh, strange, different things. But America, America is a beacon of light to so many because it 
it has the ideas that a lot of the world wants to practice, the ideas of a republic, the ideas of a democracy, freedom of speech, freedom of thought, the freedom to uh, to say to your uh, to your uh, uh, to your uh, your uh, elector uh, electorate, the people that you elect, I don't like you, and I'm gonna kick your ass out. <laughs> right, I'm gonna vote your ass out. Okay, uh, the freedom to uh, to protest, the freedom to own guns, to bear arms. Oh, that's a deep one, right? So when you look at all of those things, the world, so many people in the world, you stand as a beacon of light, even even though very imperfect. I mean, you talk freedom on one end, but you have slaves. <laughs> we get all that, but it's still, even in its hypocritical stance, it is a hope, it is a dream, it is something that most people want. Not all, but most people. Most people love that dream. We haven't even achieved it as Americans, but most people love the ideal of America. Okay? So yesterday, when you have people in this country that have bought into a dream, okay, and they feel they've watched over the last 40 years, 50 years, the dream fall apart. Okay, now let's think of this, let's scratch out race for a second. They've seen jobs that have were national uh, com- companies that started in America branch out and, and sell the Americans out, right, companies that America has supported go overseas, yet still make lots of money over Americans, and Americans lose jobs. Americans have seen their way of life within the last 20 40 to 50 years go completely downhill, okay, and specifically white America, okay. Now, black America, we have to be very careful because in some senses we gloat about white America. Uh-huh, finally the chicken's coming home to roost. But guess what? It's something that Tavis Smiley used to say, and I love that what Tavis Smiley used to say. He used to say when black, white America catches a cold, black America catches pneumonia, <laughs> right? So we have to understand that we're in this thing with everybody, right? So we have to understand the best way to play it. And sometimes the best way to play it for us is to sit back quietly and observe. Sometimes what we don't understand, there's a fight going on between white supremacists that we can't understand, and we don't need to be out here in the middle of it, specifically that runoff in Georgia. See that runoff in Georgia was about white supremacy. You say, "Well, we Carlotta, we got the first, we got the first black senator. We got the no, 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 no." Joe Biden a week before talked to black people, black civil rights leaders like the civil rights leaders like they weren't shit. He basically told them what he was not going to do, and he told them that you better partner up with the Mexicans. That's what he told them. Hispanics, make basically. You're not that important. Yet we went out as a people after being disrespected like that. We go out, let celebrities convince us, crazy celebrities convince us, that they, because these people, listen, celebrities are desperate. I, I, I'm telling you they're desperate to be liked. They're desperate for fame. They're desperate for, and I get it, because, you know, I know that 
I'm a Leo ascendant. I know that feeling of wanting to be liked and wanting to be loved and all that stuff. I get it. Okay? So very few celebrities are going to go against the grain. But what we what 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 they did is took us down a path that took away took away a lot of our um how can I say it? A lot of the the game uh, a lot of our 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 leverage. We, after being disrespected, we went and gave them again the Senate and the House. So it's like I said, we are like the girlfriend, and I've said this on the show before, we are to Democrats, we are like the girlfriend that goes, you know, that you can come to any time. You come to and screw her, and then you can go around and do whatever you want to, and you don't ever have no responsibility to her, no nothing. You don't have to owe her anything because you will just do it. And then we ask ourselves, why are we losing? And then we get up and we start talking about these people who are angry and go to the Capitol and literally tear it down. When just a few months back, we were tearing up our cities. And instead, here's something I noticed, and I, I hope black people don't get offended. I hope my people don't get offended by what I'm getting ready to say. But they didn't go after the Louis Vuitton store and the Gucci store to loot and everything. No, they went straight to where they had a grievance with. They went straight to the Capitol, straight in there, straight in there, and said, uh, huh, what, what's up? I mean, that, listen, what I'm saying, I'm not saying that was a good thing, but I'm saying that's what happens when government fails. It is not those people that have failed. It's Americans, partly Americans have failed because you've let those lunatics in there that's in the Capitol right now making decisions. You've let them in there. You've, you have not paid attention and let them run about and run amok. And now the nerve of them, instead of, instead of getting on television after that happened, in a democracy they should, be, they should be ashamed. But they're making you, the people, feel ashamed. These are domestic terrorists. No, they're not. Posing behind Nancy's, Nancy Pelosi's desk and playing and shit and taking a, 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 a thing out of Nancy Pelosi's office and, or whatever's office is, that's stealing. That ain't domestic terrorism. Domestic terrorism is what happened in the Oklahoma City bombing. That's domestic terrorism. That shit was people going up there playing. I don't know what that – matter of fact, it could have been set up, to be honest. I'm going to be honest with y'all. But don't be surprised if you don't see more of this. Why? Because those people who sit in those offices, instead of coming out and saying, this was not right, them hitting the Capitol was not right, but what have we done? What has happened? It's not just Donald Trump's election or the fact that we might cheat. We know y'all been cheating these elections for years. The question is, what have we done to the American people that they want to attack us like this? This hasn't happened since 1812. But instead, they're coming up telling me, this is domestic terror. Oh, they said we need protection. Oh, and they're trying to insulate themselves so they can do worse. And this is a lot of your fault, American people, black, white, pink, purple, yellow, green, whatever. It's your fault because you keep putting these idiots in office. And now they're sitting there not apologizing for Hey, we made the American people so mad. Not even the press. The press, because the press is owned by corps and all kind of stuff, doing corporations' biddings. You 
now you have the press even is telling you these people should be ashamed, and they're making it like it's Donald Trump's fault when this has been brewing for quite some time. It's not Donald Trump's fault. Donald Trump didn't incite the people to violence. He might have gave them a reason to go there. But the reason comes from inside those halls. They've got to take responsibility, too. These representatives, these senators who have been sitting up there, they go to break when America, they, they play political games. When you needed money back in November, they waited till the fucking election was over, play political games so they could get whatever they wanted, and then come they go to holiday and do whatever the shit they want to do, and then they come back like, well, now let's help the American people. And they didn't even find you worthy enough to give you $2,000, Democrats included. Democrats played games. They could have got $1.8 trillion before in October, but they wanted to play games before the election. See, this is the kind of games we got. So it's not surprising that people are angry. And that's why they're trying to protect themselves now. They're trying to put more laws on the books to protect themselves so when they create the big chaos, you can't come after them. You won't gather together, black, white, pink, and purple, and march up on their ass. Okay, that's what they really scared of. And that's what they kind of saw this summer with George Floyd in them. That's what they really scared of. And it does, that, doesn't, that goes beyond party lines. So what do I think about the people going up to the Capitol the other day? As a black person, first of all, I don't think it's my business. I think it's white supremacy fighting white supremacy, and I think the white supremacist who was climbing the Capitol is having a problem with uh, eugenist policies and ideas. They feel like uh, a a globalism, uh, globalists have taken over their nation's capital. And I say let the white supremacists deal with their problem. And you shut up. Quit taking Democrat side, quit taking Republican side, quit taking any of them sides because they all frauds. But let though, let them people that was climbing that Capitol and everything, let them deal with they. I heard it's something uh, feral, young feral, been saying. Let them drain they they swamp. That's all I got to say to that. So that's what I think about it. Let them drain they swamp that they created. That's they swamp. Ain't your swamp, that's they swamp. And you sitting online being a dumbass, talking about Donald Trump is this, Donald Trump is that. No, they draining they swamp. And you can't understand it because you got slave mentality. You haven't, you weren't born free. Your ancestors weren't born free. And so you don't understand free, free man shit that they doing. Okay, revolution shit and all that. Let them handle they swamp. It's not your business. It's exactly what's for. I've been saying it's going to happen, and it's probably going to get a little bit worse. Joe Biden is not your answer. He is not the answer. He is not the answer. He is a racist. Joe Biden wrote that crime bill. Kamala Harris, don't be surprised. It is no, listen, it is no accident that, Joe Biden, who wrote the crime bill, goes and picks Kamala Harris for VP, who used to be DA in California, who was doing all kind of reckless shit in California, okay? No surprise. What the fuck do you think they getting ready to do? I just want you to think about it, okay, as the economy gets deeper. 
law that you think law and order was under Trump. No, you getting ready to see some law and order, okay? And you getting ready to see some darkness. I don't know if it's gonna be sooner or if it's gonna be later. But let the white folks shine they swamp. You ain't got nothing to do with it. And quit being a pawn for white people. Quit being when Joe Biden said that shit. You sh- we we should have drained our swamp. We should have told them civil rights to you sit your ass down. Them celebrities sit your ass down. Who you talk? We should have been going off online on any celebrity that had the nerve enough to be uh, sitting there talking about uh, Georgia needs to uh, y'all need to vote 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 for what? He just told us what he wasn't gonna do. And we got to go vote for who? You better give us a good reason why we should vote for them, because otherwise than that, we need to sit your ass down. You need to sit your ass down somewhere. You don't know what you're talking about. you putting us in the middle of a fight that is going to carry over. Now, listen, we have become the face of Joe Biden getting in there. We have become the face of, see, this, this, we, 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 we got ourselves in the middle of these white supremacists again. Now, in slavery and civil rights, we couldn't help it. I mean, during slavery, we couldn't help it. We got in the middle of they fighting civil war because we were the bargaining shit. But right now we ain't the fucking bargaining shit. But we put ourselves in the middle of that shit that they are going, they going against each other. What I say is nationalism and globalism. We have put ourselves in the middle of it. White people are across the country, and we know, we know from history what happens when white people feel like they losing their shit. We gonna have more Dylan Roofs. More police brutality because you're the face. These other, these white liberal supremacists are hiding behind you. And then they had the nerves today, Kamala Harris, to put out something about black women. Well, black women, we need to give black women something, make sure we do something special. Like black men don't vote for Democrats at 80%, trying to split us up from our men, as Democrats have done, made a great job of doing. Sit up, shut up, black people, shut up. This is not your fault. Let them drain their swamp. Don't even talk about them either way. Let them do what they got to do. This is a deeper fight. This, this is deep going on right here. And you put yourself in the middle with that with that Senate runoff. That Senate runoff looks like you. As a matter of fact, the election of Joe Biden looks like you. Because they made they made it that every inner city came out and say like they said save the soul of America. If we save the soul of America, we should be getting treated better. But no, we're not. No, that's because white liberals need a shield from these other these other white uh, supremacists who are coming after them, trying to drain their swamp from the globalism. And that's something you need to back up off of. But now, because you put yourself as a shield, they're going to attack church. I'm telling you what's going to happen. It's going to be attacks. I, I hope not. I'm praying not. But these white folks feel like they're losing. And you let celebrities who that they insulated asses come out and do, do convince you to get in something that you don't get no tangibles for or nothing. Matter of fact, the man was talking to you a week before talking about what he wasn't going to do. Okay, so I think I've made myself clear. Okay, I think I made myself clear about how I felt about if I'm on those people's side. No, 
I, I'm not in it. That's not my fight. But I do. They can drain their swamp in the best way they feel possible. That's not my my my. It's not my. That's not my. It's not my concern. How white people take care take care of the business with white people. And as a matter of fact, it's very American, okay? Because they felt like they feel like they feel like their government has been infiltrated. Now, these congressmen and senators need to explain to make American people, the American people believe that they have not been compromised. Because that wasn't about Donald Trump. That was about people feeling like the government is being compromised. You need to see. That's why I say a lot of us don't listen to them, uh, uh, them uh, white bubbles in the hills radio shows and stuff. I do, and they and they and a lot of them feel like their government is being compromised by globalism. And also, you have to remember, Donald. Uh, listen, I'm gonna say this too. Joe Biden said on that show something pretty powerful. He said, I mean, on that uh, talk with black civil rights leaders, something pretty powerful. He said that white America was going to be in the minority by 2050. Okay. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So this isn't just about Donald Trump. Y'all need to put it all together. I ain't got time. So I say what I said, and I meant what I meant. Okay, this this is and it's, and it's more than about COVID. And we as Black America have been so blind to a lot of things that are going on, and we've been sleeping on a lot of stuff. We don't see the psyops and the mind games and the mind games that's being played. We 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 we're having no discernment right now, a lot of us. But you better get some. Okay. Speaking of that, let's get okay, guys. Speaking of that, you guys, we're gonna talk about uh, when. Hold on, do I have my sound right for you guys? Okay, I'm gonna take a break, and when I come back, we're gonna be talking more. I'm gonna talk more about my week. I answered that question for y'all. We're going to talk more about, uh, what else do I want to talk to y'all about? We're going to talk about, um, okay, we're going to talk about uh, the the week, and what else do I need to talk to y'all about? Lord, I don't know. I don't forget. Oh, my it's a word. Y'all thought that was my it's a word. That is not my it's a word, okay? My word, it's a word is about a war for your soul. That's just the opening sermon. Okay, okay, so I did write down a little something. I don't have a show today, but I did write down a little something. Then we'll get right into the news, pulling up some news articles I pulled up and everything, and we'll have that discussion, okay? Meanwhile, I know y'all sick of me, so I got to give y'all a break and give y'all some music, okay? Okay, listen, I love this one. This is one of my favorite jams, okay? It, I mean, it just not, never gets old to me, and that's probably because he's using the old school beat, right? But I love this song, Raheem Divine. Guess who loves you more? It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all. Word on the street is you gave him his walking papers, and well, I wanna be the man that my daddy raised me to be. My mama taught me to be. See, baby. Guess who loves you more? 
just want to love you later When I put down our weapons, baby Lay it to stand on the floor, love And give me some love after all about that on all levels 
As a matter of fact, I'd say that we got more in common than some of the, with some of them people climbing that capital the other than we think. We just ain't doing nothing stupid going out climbing the capital because we know as black people they'd immediately kill us, right? So it's, it, 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 I think that we are uh, uh, well, I'm more ashamed of the politicians on the inside that somebody didn't get up and say, you know what, it's something wrong that we've got this going on. This isn't just about Donald Trump. And now they're trying to make it about Donald Trump, okay? Uh, and this, to me, is because Donald Trump was a, was a rogue to uh, the, 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 the globalists, okay, uh, the globalist agenda. Uh, and I think that we're going to see that more and more. Americans are going to see their way of life probably go down more and more. Not right away, but I think eventually we will. Uh, but here's the situation, uh, unless we stand up, you know, unless people start standing up in various ways and voting people out and stuff like that. But um, I think that not just voting people out too, also taking a stance of educating the people, talking to people, letting people understand what is happening to them when they can't get certain money or when they can't get certain things, helping the people to understand Politics, okay, on a level that helps them go in and vote, or when they do go to vote, they can go in and vote, or when they go in and or when they go to protest something, or when they go to uh, go up for a redress or something with some of their politicians and stuff like that, they have a more um, a, a more of a targeted aim, and you, we understand the levels of politics. A little bit better it, it does you no good to go vote If you don't really understand How your situation came to be Your situation And what you need to vote on And what you need to do And, and everything Like to go tell people Well let's go vote for the runoff Let's just go vote It's more to me important Of educating Americans About how their politi- uh, politics works And then you make the choice Of what politician best works for you Right Or our best works for your group, your family, your group, or whatever. Uh, and I feel like Black America, we really have to have a a, a, a reintroduction to our uh, to understanding um, civics, you know, and understanding how the government works and how we can make it how we can make it work for us. And. And that is by understanding how our situations, how we came to, un- how we got to this situation, okay? And, um, and that's very important. It's not just you going out and voting, okay? Because if you voting and then you don't know what you're voting about, then just, what does that mean, <laughs> right? So uh, here's the thing about Donald Trump. I don't think they should impeach him. He only has a week left. It's a complete waste of time. They think he's going to do something within a week. I don't believe that. I tend to look at things uh, very differently. I think, why are you rushing? He's got a week left. What do you think he's going to do? And why are you rushing? Maybe you got something to hide. So maybe you want to work quickly to get the other uh, administration in to calm down something you've done. See, I look at things always. I don't just say blame Donald Trump, okay? And Donald Trump, here's the interesting thing to me. He said he tweeted nothing that was insightful or that was violent. I, I keep trying to find Donald Trump's violent tweets. Like uh, people say, he said it's weakness for you for us to let this happen. Okay, well that doesn't mean go uh, 
beat up the Capitol building. <laughs> I don't see anywhere where he told people to go and, 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 and incite violence. See, this is the kind of, this is why you have to, you want to be very careful. Because if they can do this to the President of the United States, what can they do to little old you if you sitting up there talking and protesting about maybe, say, for instance, against uh, violence? I mean, against police brutality. And they say, well, uh, police, uh, uh, something happens and the police get attacked, and they say, well, you were inciting the police. I mean, you were inciting people to beat up the police just because you say, as black people, we shouldn't take police brutality. Well, what did that mean? I mean, that's in, that's Nobody said to go kill police officers. I mean, and we they've done that to black people several times. We They've done that to us a lot where they say, oh, they were in. How many times have they done that to Farrakhan? How many times have they done those type of things where they've said they put on people words they didn't say? See, I'm against it when you do it to Farrakhan, but I'm against it when you do it to Donald Trump, too, because I know if you do it to one person, you can do it to all. I am, unless somebody say go down, go down there and kick the door in and tell them no or some kick, tell their asses no or whatever, you know, uh, and make sure you kill a bunch of them while you're there. They, but they didn't do that. They was down there taking pictures and selfies with cops. They was in there uh, taking pictures behind Nancy Pelosi's desk. Wasn't no fucking domestic terrorism going on. And white supremacists know that white supremacists is in the Capitol building. That's, that's some of the representatives know that ain't real white supremacy. Real white supremacy doing domestic terrorism, you have to look no further than the Oklahoma City bombing. That's real domestic terrorism. That's when white supremacy gets really out of hand. Domestic terrorism is hanging black people all down through the South and everything when when uh, when you uh, when people were afraid. Uh, when when they, uh, when people were uh, when people wouldn't do when the black uh, people in the town wouldn't do what you say, or just simply going out and to hang a black man for the evening uh, entertainment. That's domestic terrorism. Going to take a picture behind your fucking desk is not domestic terrorism. Sitting in there taking selfies, walking out with Nancy with somebody's uh, podium, that is not domestic terrorism. And I don't call it that. I don't call it domestic terrorism when kids go in the stores and loot because I understand that poor kids and poor situations and poor urban areas, and it don't sometimes a lot of times be poor kids, black kids. Sometimes it be a lot of white people looting and everything else. But I understand that people will loot. That's stealing. That's not domestic terrorism. <laughs> oh, we know what the, the difference. There's a difference between domestic terrorism, okay? Uh, so, uh, and the people who did get killed, there was one cop in the situation that got killed, one ca- ca- capital cop that got killed in the situation, and I don't think, I've heard different stories for why, as to why, what happened there, okay? But it wasn't a directly any from any of the protesters, okay? So, uh, to me, when they're calling it a violent protest, I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> I mean, I'm, violent protests are way different when we've had them in American history, okay? Usually they involve us, okay? So it, there is not a – domestic terrorism is what happened in Black Wall Street in Tulsa. That's domestic terrorism. Nancy Pelosi, somebody going to take a picture behind your fucking desk is not domestic terrorism, okay? And I don't believe Donald Trump should be uh, impeached. I think this is uh, bogus. 
and to um, terrorize his family. See, here's the thing, and we got to talk about this too. Remember George W. Bush? George W. Bush, people were throwing shoes. Remember when George W. Bush left office? This is how short y'all memory is. Y'all, when he got in the office, y'all was throwing eggs. I was protesting when he came in there because I thought he came in there unfair, okay? During that time, George W. Bush, who did worse shit than any president I've ever seen, I, well, it wasn't really him doing it. It was Dick Cheney. And I voted for George Bush's ass. I so did. I voted Republican, Democrat. I voted Liberal, Green Party. I voted across the board, okay? Bad mistake like Barack Obama, okay? Bad mistake. George Bush, I, I didn't realize George Bush had Dick fucking Cheney. I, when I saw Dick, Dick, Dick Cheney was a part of that, to me, who I felt was the president, really. But George W., I'm going to blame it on him because he was the elite lead, okay? Let's talk about George W. Bush. Remember weapons of mass destruction? Now I want y'all to tell me what Donald Trump, I'm gonna get, I, want, I want us to listen here because I want us to kind of get a picture, kind of have a little idea, and you tell me, compare him to his, his presidencies and Donald Trump's because I don't see the what y'all talking about. <laughs> so as we talk about George W. Bush, okay? George W. Bush, who the other day, who said he was kind of ashamed the way that the uh, Republican officials handled the situation with Donald with, with the Capitol and stuff like that, which I'm going to get into in a minute. I'm going to read the story about him during it in a minute. But let, matter of fact, let's go on and read that story. Let's go. Let's get George up, old George up. Cause George lived right here in Texas with me. And he's been kind of become quite the charming little character since he left office, okay? George W. Bush. Uh, let's see what he what he said. Cause I want y'all to get. I want y'all to kind of put some things in. George W. Bush condemns violent assault by Trump supporters on Capitol uh, law enforcement. Okay, George W. Bush, the only living Republican former president, condemned Wednesday's violent assault on the U.S. Capitol, where a pro-Trump riot, riot forced a recess. Recess and resulted in one a confirmed fatality as lawmakers were certifying President-elect Joe Biden's victory. I am appalled by the reckless behavior of some political leaders since the election and by the lack of respect shown today to, for our institutions, our traditions, and our law enforcement, Bush wrote in a prepared statement. Okay, I just want to stop right there about George W. Bush and remind you who the fuck George W. Bush is, okay? Can I remind y'all who the fuck he is? Let's do it. George W. Bush, after the attacks on 9-11, not only put in one of the worst domestic policies, the Patriot Act, but then he goes on to start a war based on a false premise. Did y'all forget the war? The war we still in right down there. <laughs> oh, he didn't start one war. He started two. What was it based on? Weapons of mass destruction. And this is how fickle the American public is. So I'm going to let y'all go. He need, George, Donald Trump has not started a fake-ass war. This man started a fake-ass war, saying, well, they got weapons of mass destruction. Wasn't no weapons of mass destruction. He destabilized 
destabilized a whole region, and we're still dealing with the fallout from it now. Not only that, but he watched a whole American city almost drown while he flew the fuck over it. Yes, George W. Bush did. And y'all are sitting here today acting like Donald Trump is the worst fucking thing you've seen? Are you serious? (laughs) What is wrong with us? (laughs) We have a short-term memory. Remember, people were saying they wanted George W. arrested afterwards. Now, check George W. out. Who is he hanging with? Oh, Clinton and Obama. They're all great friends. Are we serious right now? Y'all think George W. Bush was is cool? He's talking. George W. Bush is appalled at the reckless behavior of political leaders. With he not appalled at his damn self for for destabilizing a region and keeping us in a fucking war that killed that killed a lot of our soldiers. They still there. And y'all talking about Donald Trump's tired ass saying a few reckless words? Donald Trump ain't near near the shit that George W. Bush did. Don't y'all are crazy. This is why I don't pay. That's why I pay no attention to America. And Donald Trump is being met with more vow than George W. All y'all did when George W. Bush left was threw shoes at a stat. Because remember, he got shoes thrown at him. In a foreign, he was in a foreign country, so they made a little statue at the end of his thing and was throwing shoes at it as as people were throwing shoes when he left. But I don't know if y'all remember that far back. When I remember when 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 Barack was getting inaugurated and they people were throwing shoes at George W's thing, okay. And he put people in a see. This is why our see, <laughs> this is why our hands is messed up. And the media is telling you that Donald Trump, who just talks a little reckless, yeah, he's made some policy that's kind of fucked up, yeah, but not near as fucked up as George W. Bush. So y'all can't tell me nothing about Donald Trump. If y'all ain't got the vow for George W., y'all literally want to put Donald Trump in jail, but you do for what? What you want to put Donald Trump in jail for? For calling up elective officials saying he thought the vote, he thought they cheated? Are y'all serious when this man got you into a whole fucking illegitimate war? And then the other president, Barack, came in and went right with it. He talked a lot of shit before saying, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm just, this was not a good war, and I'm, we're going to try to bring it to an end. No, he didn't. He didn't do nothing different. He went right along with the plan. Because he's what? He's a globalist too. So, y'all ain't got that same smoke for George W. Don't be having no smoke for Donald Trump, who ain't done nothing. That nothing, nothing no crimes compared to this man. <laughs> he flew over a black... A black city, he flew over it, looked down on it, while y'all was, people was waving from their rooftops, help, help. He didn't come and help. He, he, it took them three fucking, three fucking four days, three to four days to get to uh, New Orleans and save people. Three to four under his administration. And y'all sitting up here talking about Donald? 
Like he's the worst thing y'all ever seen? No, you have a short term you have short term memories because you're too busy looking at computers and everything. Your memory is short. He was far worse. And the media's playing games with your head telling you, Oh, this is the worst president. Donald didn't tell them people to go up on the Capitol like that the other day. He just wanted his votes recounted. He just wanted some votes recounted. But these, now see, this is what you guys don't understand. This neoconservative side of the party right here never liked Donald Trump, which is neocons represent George W. Bush. Never liked him, okay, because don't I've said this, that Donald Trump took on the Ron Paul side of the party, okay, the real extreme right, okay, uh, the progressive kind of the Republican Party. Okay, he he started talking a little bit different than the neocons. Okay, the neocons was about war and kind of globalism and stuff like that. Okay, Cause, and, and, and to be honest, neocons and Democrats have joined. There is no such thing anymore as Democrats, Republicans. It's just nationalist globalists. You have to really begin to see your government in terms of that. There's no more neocon. There's no more Democrats, Republicans. It's really nationalist globalist ideas. It's it's really it's taking a sharp turn. So that's why I'm trying to tell y'all we make no sense when we say crazy stuff. Talking about you want you want you want Donald Trump to go to jail. For what? Cause he called up you want Donald Trump to be impeached. You didn't ask for George Bush to be impeached and he started the whole false ass war. Nobody impeached George W's ass. Matter of fact, that's crazy. As a matter of fact, remember Dick Cheney got on tele. George W. Bush was doing all kind of illegal shit. Remember they was waterboarding people? <sighs> George W. then was gangster with it. Remember when Dick Cheney got on the TV and he said, most of the American people disagree with this war. The one of the reporters, he said, so? Dick Cheney said, so? The vice president said, he's like, so? Like, what you going to do? The war criminals, you want to call somebody a criminal? Uh, George W. (laughs) did some of the worst shit I've ever seen. And y'all, no way y'all can talk about Donald Trump. Because not one thing you can tell me that Donald Trump did worse than, than George W. Bush. Not, there is none. There is none. I get, I just named three things. The Patriot Act. Oh, I, I failed to. I didn't even talk about uh, what was the the uh, uh, the uh, the jail he put it, it, it outside of was it right outside of Cuba? What was that jail he had? I forget where he held he held all those people in jail. Well, I didn't talk about that. Then we talk. Uh, I, I, I'm just talk, I've talked about the Patriot Act. I've talked about the uh, the illegal war. <laughs> and I talked about him doing uh, him uh, him uh, him flying over an American city while people of color drowned. Are we serious? And then we now we talking about George W. Like he's cool. Like George W. is not cool, really. I mean, John, Donald Trump was far more. Listen, I mean, you're talking about hardcore. Let me remind you of George W. Bush. But now y'all treating him like he's a sweet old man. 
My goodness. And he had nerves enough to say he's appalled of the reckless behavior of some political leaders. He should be appalled of himself. He should be glad he did not go to jail. And the only reason he didn't go to jail is because Barack came in there to do some criminal and probably mess his damn self. Okay? Oh, my God, we got to be really crazy in this country. There's something wrong with us. We got short-term memory. We really do. Donald Trump should not go to jail. If y'all ain't arresting George W.'s ass, don't be arresting Donald Trump's ass. I'll tell you that right there now, okay? Because ain't nobody done nothing worse, far worse than, than George W. I just wanted to remind people of that because he's up here getting cute, talking about he's ashamed. You should be ashamed. Lord, have mercy. Didn't you pick uh, Dick Cheney as your VP? Lord, have mercy. Don't let me get on George W. Don't even talk about George Sr. because I ain't got time. We'll be here quite some time. Okay, this is why people are mad at Donald Trump, okay? According to NewYorkTimes.com, Trump told crowd, you will never take back our country with weakness. I don't know how that's an invitation to violence. I don't know. But there was no, I didn't see much violence going on with the protesters. I mean, I saw them running through the halls and taking chairs and posing behind Nancy Pelosi's desk and taking pictures of papers, but I didn't see no domestic terrorism going on there. Uh, it said, uh, the, the, has Congress prepared to certify the victory of his successor? And this is according to NewYorkTimes.com. President Trump rallied against the election and helped set in motion hours of violence. Shortly before leaving the White House on Wednesday morning for the uh, ellipse, ellipse where a stage had been set for him to address supporters, President Trump had a word with Vice President Mike Pence. Mr. Pence repeated what he told Mr. Trump a day earlier, that when he went to Capitol Hill in a few hours to oversee the tallying of the electoral votes that would certify Joseph R. Biden Jr.'s victory, he would not have the power to do what the president wanted and overturn the results. Mr. Pence was planning to release a letter soon explaining that. Mr. Trump listened and stood and chastised Mr. Pence as thought. He accused Mr. Pence's chief of staff, Mark Short, of being responsible for Mr. Pence's position and told his own aides that Mr. Short, who was working at the White House complex before the joint session of Congress began, was not welcome there. Mr. Trump was somber as he got to the presidential motorcade for the short ride over to the ellipse where he had made clear his roughly 70-minute speech that he was furious with Mr. Pence and that he wanted the people gathered on the National Mall to go to the Capitol immediately afterwards to protest what he had falsely claimed was a stolen election. Now, it's no proof that he had falsely claimed that. I know the media keeps saying that over and over again. What Donald Trump was asking, because the media keeps not making this clear, and what he kept getting denied, which I don't understand from the courts why he kept getting denied, but usually it's because they leave it to the state officials. So they, that's probably a little bit there was that, that little turn in the, in the uh, things is why a lot of judges kept denying it because they, it felt like it was the state officials needed to let, need to, to, to give permission to have done what they need to, done, to have done. But what Donald Trump wanted to see, because in, in, different, in, different, in places like Nevada, and other places, first they had sworn affidavits from people in different cities talking about some of the uh, illegal activity they saw going on at these voter places, okay? That was the first thing, okay? They saw a lot of illegal activity going on. So they take it to the state officials at first. Now, I believe no state official wants their uh, city 
their state to be accused of of jacking up an election. They don't want to look bad, okay? They don't, right? So Donald Trump says, hey, you need to go through those affidavits. You need to make sure that everybody that voted is legal, a legal citizen. You need to make sure that they're not dead because we found out in some cities that some of these people were dead, okay? And, and you need to let other officials in there with you as you count. You can't just – you can't investigate yourself. They didn't want to do that. Now, that seems fishy. Why don't you want to do that? If you know you ran a good election, you're like, hey, all right, we'll let Republicans and Democrats in here, and we'll go through them in front of y'all, okay, where y'all can see them. We can, y'all can see us re-go through these votes. And, and now what Democrats start calling, calling it was an attempt to purge voters off the, uh, off the thing, but that was not what it was. It was an attempt to purge, purge dead voters. If you dead and you voted on November the 4th, you dead. How you voting? <laughs> right? You can't be voting. <laughs> right? Or you can't go. Or, and also some people said, hey, there were ballots hidden in different places. They did a lot of shenanigans and stuff, right, okay? So that's why they, they were saying, hey, they just saying, please let us be sure. And a lot of the states would not let them do this. This is what exactly happened, which I think was stupid because that's why I say because I'm like, if you know you didn't do nothing bad, just go on and let them see. And let everybody come in, both the Republican and Democratic side, and everybody be there when the votes are counted, when you're tallying up names and, and, and finding out, making sure, hey, this person's alive, this person's not. I think they knew that they didn't want to do that. I think they, I think that, that my personal, this is Carlotta 101, there's no proof for this, but this is Carlotta 101. I think most state officials knew they had a jacked-up election. And they didn't want to be responsible for uh, causing a, 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 a false election. They didn't want their state to be done. They also had rumors about Dominion voting machines, okay? And so they asked them to check those, too. I saw no problems with these things. These are simple things that you could do. I didn't even understand why Joe Biden didn't say, hey, yeah, just let them go for it. I know I won. Shit, you ain't getting it. I ain't worried about your ass. But that that's not what was done. And they asked for it fairly to be done. Now, the press has been sitting up here talking about, well, see, Donald Trump is trying to change people's minds. No, he's not. He's trying to ask. He thinks he's won. And so he wants because it was a very strange night. We have to all admit that, okay? So he wants to see, make sure that these votes were right. He's not trying to purge people's name off the voter thing. He's just trying to see if they alive or dead, or if they legal and all that stuff, or if they even real people. And to check the voting machine. Okay, that's some of the things they just asked for. So these are lies because the press don't like him. For some reason, it's powers that be that are beyond us that run these media outlets that have agendas, and it's so crazy because We've gotten into these agendas, and they're tainting the press now even more. I mean, I believe the press has always been tainted, but now it's even at a it's even at a real like a more rough. I mean, a more a, a thing like we've never seen before. I, and so, so yeah, I don't think I don't think that that was an unfair thing to do. I don't think that was an unfair thing to ask. Okay, so that's very just very. Interesting right here, okay? So I wanted to read that article about that. He, I don't see what he's done to incite violence. They have not pr- 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 produced a tweet 
that was that's blatant censorship. The tech net, the technology people, even Facebook the other day banned Donald Trump. It's censorship, and no, and I heard a, had a friend tell me, well, they've been doing that. They've been doing that uh, suspending people's thing. I said, but you shouldn't be okay with that. You should not be okay with them doing that. That is censorship. We don't want to be okay with that because then they'll start to pick off everybody. If they can do it to the president of the United States, what can they do to little old you? Okay, so. I, that's one of the articles I want to read. Now, I also want to talk to you about my, it was going to be my, and this is before I go to break, I'm going to talk about this, because then we'll get into some more news, and then I'll later on go into the celebrity news and stuff like that. But today we're going to do, it's going to be a little heavy, a little bit politics, okay? We'll go into celebrity at the last, probably a little bit the last hour, okay? But, um I want to talk to you about the war for your soul, because there is, it's not the war for the soul of a nation. No, Kamala Harris and them ain't going to be nothing. You ain't going to get nothing special there. What I wanted to say to us as black people is that we've got to understand, I mean, and not just black people, all people, that you are heading into an age of deep deception. Even though it's the age of Aquarius where truth is is about is is gonna show up. It's a very also a, a, a age of deep deceptive deception, and you have got to watch what influences your soul. You have got to watch what. And I talked about the power of influence last week. You have got to be more discerning than ever before. You've got to see patterns. You got to see things because I'm telling you. These people are not just coming for uh, your money, your finances. They're coming not only for your mind and your eye gate, but now they're coming for control of your soul. Who will you give your soul to? That's what it is. When you give your soul up to these, and they're going to make it hard. They're going to make it hard not to give your soul up to uh, 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 to to all the 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 crap that you see. Okay, you have to go. You're gonna have to go beyond what you see to keep your soul in a very insulated and spiritual place. Because I am telling you, the deception is thick, and it's gonna get thicker out in these streets. Okay, it's gonna get thicker, and there'll be times that you'll be probably standing for something. And you might be the only one standing. You might be the only person that can see. You might be one of the few people can see. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I forget what's about Elijah. Was it Elijah? Who was it? I can't even remember. But it was a prophet in the Bible, okay? Now, he was running from Jezebel, okay? Jezebel was like a, you know, she was, she, she was, at, her husband was actually the ruler, I think. Let me look this up. I think Jezebel's husband was actually the ruler. That's one of my favorite stories. I don't want to mess it up for y'all. Uh, but, um, and Jezebel, a lot of people say Jezebel, a lot of people think the spirit of Jezebel is the spirit of like and cordoms and stuff like that. Not really. The spirit of Jezebel is really about control. It's true. You got to read the story of Jezebel. It's really about, uh, yeah, she was the wife of King Ahab. She wasn't even the authority. She was the wife of a pretty weak guy, okay? And, uh... And she, and who, he ruled the kingdom of Israel by interfering with the, the exclusive worship of the Hebrew god Yahweh. And this is I'm reading this from Britannica. 
by disregarding the rights of common people and by defying the great prophets, Elijah and Elijah, she provoked the uh, internecine strife, uh, internecine, I hope I'm saying that, strife with uh, enfeebled Israel for decades. She has come to be known as an arch, archetype of a wicked woman. But Jezebel was the daughter of priest king Ethabal, ruler of the coastal Phoenician, Phoenician cities of Tyre and Sidon. When Jezebel married Ahab, she persuaded him to introduce the worship of the Tyrian god Baal Maket, a nature god, a woman of fierce energy. She tried to destroy those who opposed her. Most of the prophets of Yahweh were killed at her command. These cruel and despotic actions provoked despotic actions provoked the righteous wrath of Elijah, according to First Kings seventeen. He accurately prophesied the, on, prophesied the onset of a severe drought has divine retribution. Sometime later, Elijah had the Baal priest slain, okay, after they lost a contest with him to see which God would heed prayers to ignite a bull offering, Baal or Yahweh. When Jezebel heard of the slaughter, she angrily swore to have Elijah killed, forcing him to flee for his life. The last vicious act attributed to Jezebel is recorded in 1 Kings 2, 5 through 16. Adjacent to Ahab's place was a vineyard which he coveted. It belonged to a commoner, Naboth of Jezreel, an ancient city of the foot, of the foot moon of Gilboa, probably the site of modern Israel's settlement of the same name. When Naboth refused to part with his vineyard, the inheritance of my fathers, Jezebel falsely charged him with blaspheming God and the king, which led to Naboth's death by stoning. Elijah confronted Ahab in the vineyard, predicting that he and all his heirs would be destroyed and that dogs in Jezreel would devour Jezebel. A few years later, Ahab perished in the battle with Syrians. Jezebel lived on for approximately another ten years. Elijah's successor, Elijah the prophet, equally determined to end Baal worship, had a military commander named Jahu anointed to be king of Israel, uh, an act that provoked civil war. For Jezebel's son, Jerome, then ruled Jahu, killed Jehoram, I don't know if I'm saying that name right, at the site of Naboth's property and then went on to Jezebel's palace. Expecting him, she adorned herself for the occasion. And this is when she was killed by the dogs, okay? But listen, why I read that story is because in that story, Elijah, one of the prophets, once he has those uh, priests killed, okay, he runs because he thinks and he goes to hide under a tree and he's frustrated and he's tired and he's like talking to God and he's like, yeah, like I, I'm the only person out here that can see she a fool, <laughs> right? You know, I can see I, I said he, I'm literally like I'm the only person uh, that can see. I mean, it, it, I hope I'm saying this right, okay? But and they had to remind him and then God had to remind him uh, that. Uh, that he wasn't the only person, that there was a whole city, that there was a whole city of people that believed as he, uh, 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 that believed as uh, he believed, okay? And so what I'm telling you guys is that has the spirit of Jezebel is out here because it is a spirit of control in this, in this nation right now. There is a spirit of control in the world, okay, because there are some people who are Jezebels, who are spiritual Jezebels. They, 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 
they may look like they're the wealthy and the rich and they're saying the right things and everything, but they have the spirit of Jezebel on them, a spirit for control, okay? And you may feel like running and hiding. It may feel like you're the only one that believes as you believe or whatever, but trust me, there is always somebody out there that believes what you believe. It turned out a lot. It was a whole city that God told him to go to that were already that had already believed what he believed. And eventually, the unrighteous are dealt with. Jezebel got ate up like dogs. It took it about ten years, but it came. Okay, so that's all I want to say to you guys. We literally right now, this is a war for our souls. Not in terms of politicians about Joe Biden and Donald Trump and all that. They they just players in the game. But this is there's a spirit of control in this in this world right now. What I call the spirit of Jezebel. And you know what? We gotta uh, we gotta we gotta under we gotta be able to see it. Okay, that's one of the things she was she was trying to control how people saw things. She and she was very powerful. Okay, and she wasn't even the king. Trying to control shit. <laughs> All right, so I just wanted to, and it shows you too. Jezebel also reminds me of the story of Jezebel Cyborg. But this Jeze, the story of Jezebel always reminds me of the power of a woman. My goodness, right? Because Jezebel was powerful. She wasn't even king, but she was acting as king. She was so powerful. She was. She was. She, when you a woman with that much power, you got to know how to to control it and to influence and inspire the person who you with or the person that or even if it's don't give it the wrong person because you you know what I'm saying, but the what who you have to learn how to inspire the people you are with for good and for better to be better. She inspired her husband towards destruction. Okay, <laughs> all right, it is what it is. All right, so. Um, but I just want you to know that uh, that that is when you uh, when you when you feel like you know you that nobody else is out here and had and that agrees you can see the all the great trickery and everything know that you have other people who uh, who who believe that who who can see the patterns too. You're not the only one, no matter how you feel. Okay, and. Uh, that's what that that story of Jezebel. I wasn't even expecting to tell y'all that story of Jezebel. It just came to me. But that is really that's what I want, I wanted to say. I don't really I really don't have a show today. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're gonna go on a break real quick. I'm gonna go on a break, and when I come back, we are going to get into. Uh, we got a 20 more minutes. We're gonna talk about some more. Uh, some more with this Donald Trump thing. What did I want to get into about how they say in New York City firefighters spotted at the Capitol during siege, okay, and how they're taking people's jobs because they've been spotted at these events, okay? This is setting precedence for something very dangerous to me because if you're out protesting, like a real legitimate protest, then because of this, you could be – Put in, they could say, "Hey, your job can say I didn't like you out protesting uh, for uh, somebody that something real, a real situation, and it could cause you to lose your job." Okay, so I'm gonna talk about that when we get back, and then we're gonna also go into what else is some more stuff. Let me see, because I gotta pull it up for my show, y'all. So I mean, because I mean, for my uh, page show page, because I forgot all the stuff I'm supposed to talk about. Uh, 
about. Oh, and I was going to talk to you guys about how, remember Trump? I was going to talk about this ain't the first time that a, a, a federal building was attacked. Remember in the summer, last summer, when they almost attacked the White House and they kicked the uh, Secret Service's ass? Y'all were during the riots. <laughs> it's true. Remember, they was almost kicking. I watched it on TV that night. They was kicking the Secret Service's ass. They barely, they said some of them had to go in ambulances. So we're going to talk about that a little bit when we get back. And then we're going to get a talk about uh, uh, Corey Bush, who's new to the uh, who is to the uh, Congress, wants to propose legislation that will remove House members who incited this domestic terror attack. It's, again, it's not domestic terror. Playing behind again, I know said it. Playing behind the uh, the speakers uh, going into the Senate building and sitting, taking selfies is not domestic terror. They gotta cut this bullshit out. And then we gotta talk about uh, how uh, censorship is never a good thing. And um, okay, then we'll get into celebrity news. We gotta talk about Kim and Kanye uh, getting uh, may possibly be getting a divorce. And also uh, Dr. Dre, we'll talk about Dr. Dre saying, hey, Dr. Dre done put up the flag right now. Dr. Dre say, I pay her $2 million a month. My ass is in the hospital with an aneurysm. That's how I'm fucking stressed out. I am. <laughs> now, that's Keisha's thought about Dr. Dre. Okay, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about why the Biden administration Put in charge of a uh, put one put one of the people in charge to well at least to consult on COVID nineteen a guy who doesn't believe you should live after you shouldn't live that after seventy five strange okay so we talk about that and uh, Trump conceding and a whole lot more oh my God we got so much stuff to talk about Lord have mercy Lord I got I got so much what else do I got on here. I got some more uh, celebrity news, I know. Okay, we got more celebrity news, too, to talk about, okay? And we'll get into that later. But let's go right on into uh, some music. Um, here is, oh, God, I thought I had, I thought I had up what I was going to play, but I don't. You know, last night, let me tell you guys about this. Last night I watched the Motown, uh, Motown Hitsville that's been on the documentary about Motown and how Motown got started. I saw that on uh, Showtime. It was so good. I've been saying for years, you know, Barry Gordy just doesn't want to. I don't know if it's Barry Gordy that just has a problem with just, you know, laying it all out, all the bullshit to have in that Motown. But I said they didn't need Dreamgirls. The real story of Motown should be on the screen. Oh, it was some scandalous shit that went on in Motown. <laughs> I want to see a movie. Ooh, Motown was a mess. It was beautiful, but it was it was messy. You know, because, like, Diana was going with Smokey for a long time, and then she started going with Barry. And all them, them dating and... Hanging out with each other. Oh, it was a mess. Oh, the David Ruffin, Marvin. Oh, my God. Marvin, Mary, and Barry's sister. It was all kind of stuff going on. It was messy up in there in Motown. That would be a good-ass movie. I'm telling you, it would be way better than that than the fictional version, Dreamgirls. Woo, but I loved it. I watched it last night. I was like, oh, my God. And they showed Marvin. Marvin Gaye. 
Marvin Gaye was beautiful. I mean, every time I see Marvin come on the screen, I'd be like, this was this is such a, he's so beautiful. What how, what a beautiful man. Like, he, he, it's so hard to believe that he had so many demons inside of him because he was so, like, the eyes, everything was just, I mean, just like, golly. I see why the women was running up on stage. Marvin was fine, okay? Marvin was fine, 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 okay? So, listen, here is Marvin Gaye with After the Dance. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a minute, y'all.
Georgia runoff, wasn't he? 
I mean, like, uh, he's one of the people. It's been a whole bunch of his politics is fucked up, but he's still fine, right? <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a, hey, the finest always wins. I'm like, dang, you still fine? You guys messed up politics, but you're still fine, okay? And you still can sing your ass off. You have to play them back to back from Marvin Gaye, okay? But listen, let me tell y'all, we are back on the CC show. Let's get to talking about it. Let's get into it. Boston, well, no, no, that's not what I want to go to. I'm going to say about New York uh, firefighters. I think that's what I wanted to say. Okay, so now they're saying that some New York City firefighters spotted at the Capitol during this, uh, um, during the riots or during the siege or whatever, <laughs> during the domestic terrorist. I mean, more like the domestic playground, okay? You know what I'm here. Terrorism happening. At least two FD, uh, FDNY members were spotted outside the Capitol on Wednesday. Has Scores of uh, pro-Trump supporters stormed the building in a siege that shocked the world. The Daily News is like, I don't think that shocked nobody. A retired member of the FDNY was photographed outside the Capitol wearing a squad, a source with knowledge of the case said. Another firefighter identified by separate source uh, has a firefighter, Michael Baranski of Ladder Company 14 in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, was also photographed at the Capitol, but was not wearing anything identifying himself as a city firefighter. The department has sent any information they have on the two men to the FBI to investigate, and F, uh, FDNRY spokesperson said. Okay. I don't like this. I don't like where this is going. I've even read about some people being fired from their jobs because they were seen outside the Capitol or seen on the Capitol steps or even seen inside the Capitol. And the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm saying that I'm not for this is because people have the right to a fair trial, okay? They really do. Because some people went in there just to go in after they busted in. People was walking around because they'd never seen the Capitol. People were like, dang, this is the Capitol. So people have probably never seen it. So a lot of people probably took the opportunity to go inside and probably didn't do anything in there, okay? But if your picture was seen, then you could be accused from your job of of of, of something, like get fired from your job for virtually, uh, they don't know whether you're guilty or innocent. Innocent or guilty. My personal opinion, and I've said this even with the NFL and other NBA, other places when, when people get fired from domestic, then these, all these different situations, immediately they start to, uh, these jobs start to, uh, uh, like even with NFL with domestic violence, a lot of times instead of going for the trial, they immediately start firing these guys, which to me has always been stupid because, you know, firing somebody who's got domestic violence issues, I mean, you need to first see if you can get them help. And to me, jobs should remain impartial. Because there are all kinds of people in the workforce, okay? There are all kinds of people at your job. Some are racist, some are uh, not so racist, some are uh, some are this, some are that. I mean, there are all kinds of people at your job, okay? So when it comes to situations like crime and stuff like that, to me, a job should remain impartial until a person is convicted, Okay. A job does not have to, it's just, in my opinion, it gets sticky when a job starts firing people for accusation, okay? Uh, it, that becomes very scary and crazy, okay? And we have a lot of that happening nowadays. A lot of times people don't get a chance at a fair trial 
and immediately they're fired from their job, immediately their endorsements are taken away and stuff like that. I don't like that because I think people should have a right to a free trial, maybe uh, maybe a, 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 a suspension or something with pay or something like that. Because that's what cops get. If cops kill somebody, they get suspension sometimes with pay and all kind of stuff. Well, I think that should be across the board. Give people the right to be innocent until proven guilty, okay? Uh, I think the job should remain impartial when it's those type of things. If some of their employees were seen at the Capitol building, you should not jump to judgment and fire your employee because then it's getting sticky because then you can start to say to employees jobs where it's a, where we have a right to protest and a right to freedom of speech. Well, now we can have a, a, a job stopping those rights, okay, infringing on those rights by if you're a picture, if you, you, you might be scared to protest. Because you see it scared that your job will catch a picture of you at the protest. And to me, that is overstepping the boundaries of a workplace, okay? The workplace is just that, the workplace. Somehow, workplaces nowadays have been uh, big on branding, and they've been using branding, their brands, as an excuse to fire people if they get involved in certain activities. But to me, that's overstepping your boundaries because you can stop people from speaking out and, and protesting and stuff like that. Because then you begin to infringe on the rights of the citizens. That's work-related people having too much power. To me, uh, jobs should remain impartial in those type of things. Jobs should not be getting involved in those type of things. Even when somebody says something racist and stuff, there's all kinds of people at a corporation, okay? I don't like when ABC fired uh, Roseanne Barr for what happened with that situation. I think it was good. I think it was a chance to bring... Uh, certain things again because what happens is it starts to trickle down to black people when something like that happens. And then they'll, they'll, if you say something controversial, then they'll be like, well, this doesn't fit with our brand and all that stuff. I mean, it's just we have to be very careful because uh, we, we can't, the job, uh, 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 the workplace can't have more power than the government over your lives. I mean, they can't have more power. They can't uh, interfere, not interfere more power, but they can't interfere with your governmental rights as citizens. And 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 the Supreme Court needs maybe needs to take a look, or there needs to be a case brought up where that where people take a look at pe- pe- uh, what people do in their personal lives versus the workplace, because you can the workplace can start to uh, be a nemesis to the citizen when it comes to citizen rights, okay? So we, we have to be very, very careful of this thin line we're going in. Now you got people, I mean, you know, taking pictures, of people saying, hey, they want people fired for calling somebody a name in public and all that stuff. It's just, it's just getting ridiculous, okay? When I mean, there are mean people, nice people, all kind of people in a work environment. To me, it should not interfere in anybody's work life right to work unless you've committed some sort of violent act or criminal act in terms and you've been found otherwise to me the workplace should work as an impartial environment and the public should expect that from the workplace the fact that a lot of people in public are starting to ask for these things for people to be fired and stuff cancellation and stuff like that is very scary okay because you set the tone for an environment you got to remember what if that happens to you that's why i'm always here a lot of people were upset with me about uh, rapes and situation when I said that 
rape, the rape culture. I've talked about that, that, I mean, the cult, not rape culture, the Me Too moment culture that was going on. I said that if you're going to, uh, 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 I've always felt that with rape, if you're going to block out a victim's name, you should also block out the accuser's name. Because the uh, the accuser has not, you can ruin the accuser's life for false accusations. Okay, I know that the 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 victim is uh, the alleged victim because it's alleged when they bring the uh, the crime to the and, and listen, I'm not for any woman being raped. That is horrible. Nobody wants that. Nobody. That's a horrible thing. But when you when you bring it, we know there have been a lot of women who have lied on people. Okay, so. Because you you could lie, it's an alleged thing. I think both names. We should not know the names of any assault victim and of any uh, the, of the assaulter until they're convicted. Okay. And then I always keep the uh, uh, victim's name. Once the victim, if the victim wants to remain anonymous, the victim can if they've proven their case. But that's why I'm very careful about that because you can ruin a person's life. There have been plenty of cases that have ruined people's lives after you've accused them of rape, and, they, and they've and never been able to recover from that, even if it's a lie, okay? So we have to be very careful of those type of things, too. I didn't agree with the Me Too movement that where it said every woman should be believed. No, you shouldn't, <laughs> right? I mean, I don't, I don't I, I think that's, that's, that's not – uh, fair, okay. So I think that, and a lot of uh, 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 jobs and and people went on to fire people. A lot of people got fired based on accusations, okay. I mean, I even talk about Tavis Smiley. I talked about here on here a couple of months ago how Tavis Smiley got accused. I think it was a sexual harassment in the workplace. It's kind of something crazy. I forget, but to me, it sounded like he was just having relationships uh, in the real workplace. And look, it has ruined Tavis Smiley's whole career. To me, because he's a voice I think we can really use, need to hear right now. It's just such a sad thing. Still, we out here hearing Roland Martin, Uncle Jeff, Tavis knockoff. <laughs> we need Tavis. But yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, just very very interesting. Uh, so I'm 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 very big on that stuff. I I, I see. Uh, we we can be crossing the line into. See, I think that when you talk about George Orwell's 1984, which I talk about a lot, or Animal Form, or, or anything like that, when you talk, or was it Fahrenheit? I forget that one movie Michael B. Jordan played in. But when you talk about society that when, when George Orwell, particularly, when you take a, a look at 1984, it wasn't something that happened just overnight. It was very gradual. And it was because the people, um, it, 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 these happens in societies where people fail to have empathy and sympathy. And when you fail to have empathy and sympathy for others, then uh, other situation, then you will fail to see that what could possibly happen. What if I was accused of a crime or what if this was the reason? So we, so when we do that, we begin to create laws that are begin to be crazy, and then we don't understand that it could possibly affect us in a damaging way too. So I'm very cognizant of when I see uh, free speech being attacked. It doesn't matter who it is. If it's somebody I disagree with, if it's free speech is important, even if I disagree with it, 
a lot of racists, I disagree with their, their rhetoric. But if they, I, I'm for them having free speech because I want to have free speech to say what I want to say. Shit. So, you know, it, it's, it, we have to be very careful. You're either for freedom of speech or you're not. You know, when you talk about invoking the 25th Amendment on a president because you think he evoked it some sort of thing, be very careful. Because I didn't hear any speech that he said that invoked violence. So you have to be very careful because maybe you will have somebody, you will be up there or somebody someday will be up there and they'll try to put something on you and say you incited something. So we have to be very careful. Go back and listen, did he invoke anything? No, he didn't. And I just told you the difference between him and George W. Bush. And, and, and you can go back and look throughout Donald Trump's presidency. You don't see much, uh, uh, you don't see the kind of craziness that went on under George W. under uh, 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 Donald Trump. Not near as bad. But y'all acting like he the worst thing since life bread. And y'all here uh, petting George Bush like he a little pet, little grandpa or something. It's just crazy up in the streets. I don't know what's going on around here. Huh, very interesting, okay? Um It was a story. Okay, let's get into some of this celebrity news. We're going to get out a little bit out of this story. But did y'all see? This, I saw this story this week, and I was like, oh, man, I can't feel sorry for it. We talked about Jessica White on here before, okay? And y'all know she been, she was messing around with Nick Cannon. Jessica White is a model and stuff like that. I feel bad for her, for her ass, you know. But listen, this is when this is why I tell you women. Dusty's, when they talk about Dusty's and hypergamy, Dusties aren't just poor men or men who don't have no money or men that this and that or whatever. Dusties can be wealthy men. You can have a wealthy Dusty. <laughs> and Nick Cannon been acting kind of dusty in my opinion. I love me some Nick Cannon, but I've been like, he's been having some, some little dust <laughs> things. But this is uh, according to Boxer.com. It says incredibly cool. Jessica White claims Nick Cannon, his second uh, his second Britney Bell feed says she caught wind on Instagram while living with him. Oh, the worst. Okay, say so Jessica White and Nick Cannon have had somewhat of a murky relationship history from the public's perspective, but who knew she felt this betrayed when they last year? The model opens up in an exclusive interview with Hollywood Unlocked to tell her side, uh, uh, her side of how her and Nick split uh, went down when she's trying to uh, try not to relieve the hurt she feels. Okay, um, let's see, let me see, do I can I pull it up? Okay, she says from our they say from our perspective, it seems as if Nick was single and mingling with Jessica and his baby. Uh, okay, and his baby mama Brittany Bell openly in 2020 after she popped up pregnant. Okay. But Jessica says no. When asked if she knew Belle was pregnant with her, uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. Do I got the video? I got the video? Hold on. We got the, wait a minute. We might got the video. Oh, I hope y'all can hear it because the sound been jacked up lately, okay? So I'm going to try to play it. Hopefully y'all can hear it. Let me go. Let me go. Let's go for it, okay? So let me play this so y'all can hear what went down. I guess she's going to tell what happened. Child, y'all need, let's see. Let's see if we can get this up. Got some audio here, okay? Let's see. Let's see. But you did uh, reclaim your life for your own and that you weren't sharing it with him anymore because he had recently had a, it, it been discovered they had a kid with Brittany Bell, another kid, second kid. Um, 
weren't aware that she was pregnant? But she was aware that I just had a miscarriage mm-hmm. two weeks prior to her news coming out because she told me, that I told her. Um, and I was living at his house. She knew that as well. Um, but I found that on Instagram along with the rest of the world. Wow. Did you feel betrayal at that point? I felt a lot of things, which I won't even resist. Because um, you have to remember, I was going through still from my hormonal changes, and we were about to start in vitro. So, so when I came out, people thought, like, oh, how was this homewrecker? No, there was a real life going on. I was bullied for months with that old situation because I was still trying to be nice about it. And, like, I didn't break up. We didn't break up right away. We were actually still trying to, you know, work things out. He was with me for my birthday, like. It wasn't until I went home to New Orleans to visit family where I had to ask myself some heavy-duty questions, like definitively, Angel, is this something that you feel like you can handle? Can you stay here and deal with this? And the answer ended up being no. Did he protect you at all? Because I would feel like if someone was attacking me, that I'd want my partner. I told him. We actually talked about it maybe three weeks ago when he said he was going to write his wrongs and say something. He has yet to do that. So, I mean, I'm looking. I think he's a man of his word, and he eventually will in his own time. But that has to be incredibly painful. It is very much so. And I expressed that to him as well. I, 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 as a woman, I can't even imagine having the man that I'm trying to have a baby with not defend me. Publicly. He should have. Yeah. Well, well, he said he will, so I believe that. Cal, I hope the sound was good. Okay, now listen. What Jessica said was that Nick, she was living with Nick. Okay, she was having a full-fledged relationship with Nick there. Okay. And Nikki got over there got Brittany Bell special. Now, Brittany is kind of special to me. I think Brittany kind of knows her place. You know what I'm saying? You know, she kind of just like, shit. I'm, so, listen, it, I, I'm starting to think Nick Cannon is a little futurist, future-like. Like, he's trying to build villages. Because Jessica was pregnant. Are you trying to build villages out here, Nick, without being married? See, listen, let me... <laughs> Jessica White, I, I, how can I say this, ladies? Men, a lot of men will show they shit. They will show who they are. They really will. They really will show who they are. And it's not, it's not, it's not a situation where I think Nick was, was. Because sometimes, listen, I tell people all the time. There's, there's a variety of reasons that uh, um, uh, people will cheat and get another mate and stuff like that. I don't think this was a situation where Nick was like, you know, he just happened to fall for somebody else and, you know, he just wasn't honest about the situation. I don't think this is a situation like that. I think Nick has been going back and forth. I think Mariah Carey's ass knew that shit when she was marrying Mariah's like, fuck that. I'm Mariah Carey. You ain't but me up in this, okay? So I, I think that's that's just my personal opinion, okay? And Nick may and you know, Mariah was back in those times. Michael Mariah was hitting that wine bottle pretty hard. Maybe this is why she was hitting that wine bottle, okay? I would have told her, okay? So, listen, you got to know who you with, okay, ladies? I'm just saying, you got to know who you with. So, my thing, like, is if you with a hoe, like, if you get pregnant by a hoe, just know that, you know, you might any time, you know, like, fear, okay? To this day, in my mind, I feel like Sierra probably really loves Future's ass, okay? I think she really loved that, that, that Sierra was like, shit, I, I believe Future was the dude. Future was the dude. I ain't going to lie, because I see why a lot of women are attracted to Future. I get it. I think Future is, he's a Scorpio male, Scorpio. He probably got a lot of charisma. He probably fun, probably sex. Probably the sex is probably fire. I mean, I just got to 
tricky, okay? So Sierra's probably like, Sierra's probably like, damn, you know, like, you know, that's why she got involved when he already had four baby mamas. And Sierra was starting messing with her. He had four or five baby mamas at the time. So this Sierra, who had no children and everything, was getting ready to marry him, okay? So that tells you that she was out there about some future, okay? She liked her ass some future, okay? But what Sierra saw, it wasn't that she, I, I, this is my personal, Carlotta one-on-one's idea of future, okay, and Sierra's relationship. This is my personal opinion. Sierra saw that future wasn't shit. Hey, at some point, she realized, she like, damn, he's just not going to settle down. Damn it, I'm going to be out here looking stupid. I, and I done, had, I done already got this stupid and had this baby. And my baby's the best thing I got going right now. So I got to bounce. I got to get out of here while my value hasn't been all the way hit. Okay? It was hit. Trust me, it was hit. Because most men look at you, and sometimes men judge you on who you done dated before. Like, you've been dating a whole man. A lot of men look at that and go, mm. Like, a lot of men be like, you know, men will do that. Like, especially well-valued men, but something, she having to run into Russell Wilson, and who took a, a said, you know what, I care for her and her kid. Now, do I think Sierra got that that fire like she probably had for Russell Wilson, for for uh, for, uh uh, Western College for Russell? No, I don't. I don't care what she couldn't even tell me she did. Okay, but I think Sierra sees stability, a good person, somebody who she can build with, somebody who she can love, somebody who's not going to abuse her, who's going to love her and take care of her, and that makes her have the passion for his ex. Now, let's go back to Jessica White while I say this. Jessica seen the same thing, but see, see Jessica had to have a miscarriage. And then what's so incredibly cruel about all of it is that then he, two weeks later, she finds out after, oh, it's the cruelest. She finds out that he getting ready to have a baby with somebody else's shit. Oh, God. Like, it's some cruel shit. Like, just, just think about it. You just have a miscarriage. I mean, and then you find out. Like, you're living with his ass, okay? And you you, you about to do in vitro or something, she said. And then you find out he done got somebody else in. He done had an announcement. They done announced, because remember, she announced the pregnancy two weeks after you had a miscarriage. Jessica, listen, something's odd. It's never easy to lose a baby. Well, some things is a blessing in disguise. You weren't Sierra, you didn't have to run with a chat, Okay. Oh, my God, some things, and I'm glad she saw the tea leaves after leaving the baby, and then you're going to have another baby with somebody else. She said, no, 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 this ain't the business. I don't care how wealthy he is. I don't care how fine he is. Uh, and you can tell she's hurting. You can look at her right now and tell she's like, you can tell Jessica is like, you can say to tell she's been hit with a Mack truck. And, you know, Nick, Nick, Nick. Nick is a little bit of a lame that's got a lot of money. I mean, serious. I like Nick Cannon. I think he's cute. But Nick, if Nick wouldn't have that money, <laughs> I don't know if he could pull Jessica White, right? So, you know, like, so it's, 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 it's a, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say some things about Jessica. Jessica got away 
it's don't go don't go back to him like that. Don't go back. He's having he's go, he's over here trying to have villages. I think. I think that men like that are showing you who they are. They're showing that you that they're irresponsible, especially when a man can't control his. You know, my thing is when a man can't. The first thing I'm I'm looking at. If I'm single and out in these streets and I'm dating and a man got five and six baby mamas, I'm wondering why it ain't worked out with the five and six baby mamas. Now, Nick Cannon's case, he has two baby mamas, two different kids, and, you know, I got to ask questions like, why didn't it work out with Mariah here? You know, you got to start investigating. You know, like, I mean, but, but you have to look at these men different when they can't control their penis. And why are you now having a baby with a girl, a random girl? You just having babies without her, with her, without even making any commitment. That tells you where Nick is on his his valuation of family, how he values family. He valued Mariah enough to marry her. Don't look like he want to marry nobody else. He valued Mariah nothing, but after that, he's not valuing family. He's just having babies out here with Brittany. He having babies. He almost had a baby with Jessica. She lost her baby, and he had her living with him. Okay, so now it seems like he's trying to have concubines and shit. Nobody, when you see that kinds of behavior, the first thing you got to ask is, why did you immediately after you divorced Mariah Carey, why are you immediately taking up with this chick having babies with her? I can see the first baby being a situation because everybody. I've already said on here. Anybody, if you out here, if you, if it's woman or man, and you out here single and y'all having sex and stuff, anybody can make a mistake. Okay, anybody. Okay, and ha- end up having a baby. Okay, but when it's two and three and four and five, and you, you, then you got to say, okay, now listen. I mean, are you valuing family? When as a man, how can I expect you as a man to give me a family when you are not valuing this chick you done had a second baby with and, and you got me living with you? You ain't valuing us enough. You ain't valuing it enough to marry me or marry her. Past, past, you know, past factors are indicators of what's to come. Okay. And so the reason why I use this story with Jessica White and Nick Cannon and the future and Sierras of the world is because I want women to recognize the patterns when you see them. If there is a man that cannot control his dick, he got six and seven baby mamas, and you got to ask yourself, well, this this nigga going to be worth marriage material, and is he worthy? Is he going to marry me? Don't spend, Don't live with him. Don't give him the don't 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 do that. Don't you have to pay attention to men and see where they are in the value in valuing family just as much as you. I mean, do you do you value? What are your values on family? I mean, did Mariah wreck you up so much that you don't want to marry nobody else? You just want to be out here having babies? What the hell's going on around here? Okay, so you got to all right, like future. I mean, what the shit happened? I mean. You, what are you searching for? Okay. So, um, yeah, this is sad. I look at her. She looks so sad. She looked like that here hit her. But sometimes the lessons have to be tough, ladies. They do. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they, they hit you right in the gut, don't they? I mean, just a damn. Okay. Oh, man, this is so – I didn't know it was that bad. But I said, that's so – I 
felt that was so that was kind of that's kind of rough, Ronda. When you when you when you been with somebody and then like you living with him and you lost your baby and you find out he got another chick pregnant, it's like, oh, I mean, wow, crazy. Kim Kardashian tired of Kanye. Uh, in these streets. Kim is on her way. People are saying to divorce court, okay? They're saying Kim want to get rid of Kanye. And you know what? Kim already got the keys to the king- kingdom, okay? I guess Kim figured, like, you know, I don't have to go. You know, now, Kim, I don't know if I would, um, I don't know if I would be really leaving Kanye at this point with four children. And let me explain. I mean, if you ain't happy, you ain't happy. Listen, let me just say this to people, okay? I know it's hard to uh, 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 to get a divorce, and it takes a long time for people to come to ideas about where they are and stuff like that and everything. But I'm not telling people to stay with people because of kids and stuff like that, okay? But there's a lot of factors that you got to think about when you're a woman of Kim's age and you done have four babies with this man, and he got a big-ass catalog that you and your family, that you and your children, like, mm-hmm. And you don't want know him to go because he can, you know, men can go away and procreate with other women, you know, with other women. And you don't want, I don't know if I want my kingdom to be split up, my baby's kingdom. Because I'm thinking about my baby. Carlotta, you are terrible. No, listen, I think about that kind of thing because the kingdom is important, okay? The kingdom, the legacy is important. At this point, because Kim is like, you know, to me, she 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 saw one kid in that he was a nutcase, okay, or he was he wasn't he wasn't, he wasn't gonna be shit, okay. Let's just say that. And it might not be him that's not shit. It might be Kim that's not shit. I believe it's a little bit of both. I believe it's Kim. I think the Kardashians are too into fame for somebody like Kanye. I think Kanye needs somebody who is caring, loving, who who isn't interested in fame, and who can calm him down. When he um, when he needs that sense of resolve, because he's 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 also a man dealing with bipolar, a mental illness. Okay, so he doesn't need somebody who puts him um, puts him in, 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 in situations that can cause him harm, or because because both of them are after the same thing. And and Kim, to, to Kim, Kanye's fame is very important. And to Kim, famous, her whole family, famous it. Okay, they made their whole living off of living on TV, showing their problems on TV. Kanye is a sensitive soul that does not need to be on TV like that unless it's under a very controlled situation. He does not need that exposure, okay, because he can go into rants and everything else. But see, this is a family who will do anything for fame. Okay, so uh, I personally, my personal opinion on that is that Kanye needs a young lady who is not, who is not that interested in the fame game. Okay, that but then that can can go somewhere quietly. And I heard uh, Apollonia talk about this on her uh, on her. She did a thing on Kanye and Kim, and she was even saying he needs somebody to go who can go on a quiet, who can live in a quiet like form area or something like that with him and he just be you know he can chill that he can have a person that isn't interested in that life because he needs to have somebody to be able to pull him back you know i think kim kardashian for kanye was a fantasy okay that he he basically went after okay but now 
him or her end when looking at divorce. I mean, you know, I don't know. I might become that woman because Kim is at a very big, deep precipice now. But see, here's what I think, okay? When you are Kardashian and you've been taught to go after the kingdom instead of be able to see, go after men's kingdoms, kingdoms and weak men's kingdoms and conquer weak men, weak, wealthy men's kingdoms, then uh, you're not looking at the full spectrum of what can happen, okay? And I think the Kardashians, part of their thing is they, they like to go after weak, wealthy men's kingdoms and conquer them, meaning that they like to men who who don't have – if you're a man out there and you're wealthy and you are, like, say, for instance, you have problems with your family or, or you might be weak, you may not have a strong bond with your family, well, you perfect pickings for the Kardashians. The Kardashians will love you because – they give what the Kardashians do is create a false sense of family, in my personal opinion, to these men. They create a false sense of family to these men, and these men think they're in a family, but what they don't understand that there is a devil's exchange going on. The devil's exchange is that you give me your your give me some legitimacy, but at the same time, you, you also have to give into the God of fame all the time. We want to always be on TV. We like to always be in the know. You know, so I think these, I think a lot of times men don't understand it, and some of these men are unhealthy, like Lamar Odom, very unhealthy, okay? He didn't need to be on reality TV, okay? He needs to be focusing somewhere on basketball and his drug problems. But instead, he got with Chloe. And his ass was drugged by on TV, and he had a huge problem. He never could focus on himself nor his problem, and that's because he he lacked self esteem, and he lacked he was insecure, and he was on drugs, and he wasn't close to his family. And so they gave him a sense of family, but in exchange, he had to give a sacrifice to the God of Fame, okay? Which was him being on TV and all this stuff. Where, where where he didn't he couldn't you know he couldn't focus on the things he needed to focus on to get himself right. Lamar ain't been right since his ass been crazy as fuck, two fucks right since he's just been running around here. I mean he 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 got he did get off drugs, but he just he just and I'm I may talk about him today if I got time with his relationship. But you know it's it's sad, it's sad. They they very pretty girls, but that's about it. So Kanye, what I'm saying on Kim's part, I don't know. Looking at Kim, I probably wouldn't. I'd be like, I ain't cheering my kids. But Kim probably so fed up with Kanye that she like, hey, they, I can, they can divide the kingdom of any kind of way. If he gonna have some more kids, he gonna have some more kids. Okay, I, that's his business. I mean, you know. But my personal opinion is that, you know, I don't think she understood when she took on Kanye what she took on. I said Kanye was gonna be different for them. Okay. But this is according to the Sun. They said I, I was, I've always uh, half wondered if D-Day, the first working Monday after New Year's, is an invention peddled by lawyers looking for work. The days when Warren's spouses are supposed to most likely divorced. Okay, but boy, after the year we've had, we've all had, and the prospect of another few months locked down together looms, it's easy to see why now is the time that cr- uh, the cracks start showing. And it turns out that includes celebrities as well as the rest. Last week it emerged uh the it emerged the world's most high profile power couple. Well, I don't know about that. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, aka Kimye, look to set the split. I feel sad that this establishment power couple are divorced. This is from Sun, I ain't saying this. 
But while this has been a tricky time for us all, Kanye and Kim, who are married in 2014, have other issues, too. It's been reported that Kanye is envious of how much time Kim has spent on prison reform and their four children whose ages range from seven to one. If it's true, I guess it's a reminder some men don't like being upstage when they're used to getting all the attention, especially famous men, okay? So here's the thing. I don't believe Kim is spending all that attention to uh, the kids, and I don't believe, I mean, she might be, but I, I believe that Kim has been doing um uh, she's trying to find a legitimate, she's older now, she's getting older, has a woman, and she's trying to find something else besides her sex appeal to sell to the public. Because now, you know, as you get older, you can't just be dependent on your being fine, right? You know what I'm saying? And this is something, you know, as a young lady, I, I found out. You know, as a young lady, I said, shit, I better read a book. Shit, I mean, you know, it ain't just about being cute up in these streets. I got You got to know something in your head. You know, and plus I had a grandma that used to, and my grandpa has been playing. They're like, you better read a ad, read your ass a book. You can't just depend on being cute around these streets. You got to talk to somebody about something, all <laughs> right? So I think that the Kardashians who have spent all this time, and, and we are in the society now where everything is about how you look. I mean, you know, like for me, I always feel as a young person, and I, I, and this, I'm kind of sharing this. I'm kind of rambling on, but. For me, I always felt that I spent uh, I, I didn't spend enough time as a younger girl uh, taking care. Like when I got about twenty four, twenty five, I feel like I let myself go. I didn't I didn't spend enough time uh, caring for my outside as much as I should have been because you know I felt like I should have cared more for my inside. So I felt more. I started reading more books, trying to learn more, trying to ingest more uh, knowledge and stuff like that, and trying to be not just what people consider was cute or something like that. And I felt I didn't spend enough time. And now as an older woman, I found myself trying to reestablish and say, whoa, not only is your inside part healthy, but it's, a, it's important how you see, how you take care of your outside too, right? You have to have balance, right? So I think the Kardashians don't have balance. They never have because their whole career has been made off of the, how they look on the outside and, it's, and when you're in the entertainment world, you constantly have to work on that, okay? And you have to have a discipline about working on that, whether it's discipline and getting a lot of surgeries and then keeping it up or, well, you know what I'm saying. You know how it goes. So I think that now Kim is at this precipice in her life that she's trying to say, you know, I'm getting older and I got to have something else to keep this fame game going. Shit. Okay? And I, and I need to have something else interesting about me besides being some glamour chick, you know what I'm saying, and married to Kanye West, right? She's a Libra, so she's trying to find some balance her damn self, okay? So I feel like that, and Kanye married a fantasy. I feel like Kanye was hoping that this thing would bring him He, You know what I think Kanye, this Gemini was doing? Let me tell you what I think this Gemini was doing. I mean, I mean, this is this is Carlotta one-on-one again, okay? I think this Gemini loved the fuck out of Jay-Z think that he admired Jay-Z, but I really think he's in love with Beyonce's ass, because he, he loved, I mean, he went up on stage and said, Beyonce, the third, this world, he loved the fuck out of somebody, Beyonce, he, if the, 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 the head of the beehive is, used to be the Kanye West, <laughs> okay, but I think that Kanye loved, like, sometimes Gemini's, they say, allegedly, or will, because Sagittarius is the opposite sign. So sometimes people say that Gemini's admire Sagittarius in an auto in like a weird way. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that Kanye was trying to emulate what 
Jay-Z had done with Beyonce. Like, Beyonce probably, in his head, was just a chick he wish he could get, right? But he's so fucking all over the place. See, that's sad. She might be all over the place, but he can contain it in himself. You know what I'm saying? But Gemini be all over, like, they be running around. And I mean, you know, so he don't have the, he didn't have the, the charm and stuff to get that. You know what I'm saying? So he ended up with a, like, not a Beyonce, but a, a dusty version of Beyonce. <laughs> the reality TV version of Beyonce. And it was not as good. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he married an idea, right? He didn't he didn't he didn't want to do the hard work for the women that he he, he ended up with a dust bucket, right? And so that she beautiful, real pretty on the outside, but it was probably dusty on the inside. So I feel like Kanye cheated himself in some ways with, with getting involved in this family, and they cheated themselves, okay? So I think that they both now are saying, like, damn, what did we do, you know? And they done got these four babies involved, which is sad, because Kim kept having babies like a dummy. You knew he was, his ass was unstable, okay? And I don't know if she thought he was going to crack his ass up and maybe fall out and end up in the mental institution I crack his ass up and die or something. You never know the Kardashians. She thought she was going to inherit the kingdom, but she should have stopped having babies at the two. Because <laughs> Kanye, babies are a blessing, but Kanye's ass, I would have stopped at the two. I would have said, this one is, you know what? Oh, wait a minute now. He's still special in these streets. Right? Yeah, I would have been very careful, but I felt like her her idea of the king. See, sometimes you're here. You know they could be. You could be too focused on on the game when you when you need to see. Like I said, it ain't about a man. It's just about a man's finances. It's about a, if a man is stable enough to continue a relationship with you. And Kanye was obviously from the get go showing instability from the get go. Okay, why keep having babies with him and going out and get surrogates to have babies with him is crazy as fuck. Okay, I don't know, but she. Now she has to find something else. I am not surprised. And has a woman. Listen, I don't know why she. If Kim is paying that much attention to Kanye with all the resources, I mean, with, to them kids, with all the resources she got. Let me explain something, okay? Because Kim Kardashian got a lot of resources, okay? Nannies are available. A nanny is your friend. I say this on the show all the time. If you are a celebrity. And you can have your ass a nanny or a babysitter on call or something. It's, a, it's, it's single. It's mamas out here who ain't got the money nor the resources that you got that wish they could call a nanny, wish they could call a babysitter. Don't be shamed to have that because you got a wild lifestyle. Don't be shamed. There's people out here wish. It's a lot of these single mamas that be on on uh uh, uh these single celebrity mamas and all these kind of. I don't have a nanny either. I'm like you a fool, like <laughs> like Jenna Jackson. I don't have a nanny. I'm like, damn it, girl, if you, if you ain't got a nanny while you run around and when the tour, the tour start back up and you run around here on tour without a nanny, you crazy as hell, okay? I mean, listen here, okay? I'm just saying, I mean, this that's a guilt. They trying to, they think they normal and they got to be a certain way. But Kim could probably have that. She probably does have nannies and stuff like that. Listen. I think Kim just don't want to spend no time with Kanye. So she tried to say, like, shit, I, I'm not having a nanny. I'd rather spend time playing with little kids around this man, but just hang out with his crazy ass, okay? I, so so that tells you a lot. If she's not spending enough time with Kanye, <laughs> she's trying to hang around. She's trying to get rid 
But she also said, I remember in an interview, allegedly, she said that Kanye didn't want her to have men, which if he would have told me that, I would have said, yeah, and then that's probably why she is spending time with the kids. Like, all right, that's what you want. You got the resources, and you don't want me. You want me to pretend like I'm normal out in these streets? Well, then we'll pretend like your ass is normal, and you won't have no time with me because we got four kids, right? And you, and and, and you, uh, uh, and like four kids take up a lot of your damn time. Okay, kids is a lot. Okay, but with, but if you got the resources where you can help balance that, where you can spend time with your husband and then spend time with the kids too, well, shit, you that. Don't be no fool around these streets trying to be feeling guilty. Uh uh-uh, use it. Spend time with your man because those little varmints grow up and move on. Spend time with your man, okay? <laughs> Kim don't want to spend no time. Kim, like, shit, I don't want to. Okay, he want me to be out here, you know, uh, acting like I, I don't have, I shouldn't have no nanny. Well, I'm acting like I should don't have, I don't want no nanny. Thank you. He's releasing me from spit, hanging out with him. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. we. T- I said I was going to talk about the Trump, um, Remember, I was going to talk about, I think I hit on that enough, but I was talking about with the, when the White House, remember, y'all remember when the White House uh, was hit, like when, well, they well, it wasn't hit, but they almost uh, broke, broke to, this summer, broke into the White House. Remember that? Remember with the Black Lives Matter stuff and everything? Remember that? Remember, it was violent out there that night. That's why I can't understand while we're still uh, talking about, like, this capital thing, like, it's so surprising. Because I, I saw this article the other day, and I was like, oh, I remember that night. And I remember, like, uh-oh, they about to get into that White House, right? But this is according to TheGuardian.com. This is an old article. But it says, uh, Trump fled to a bunker, has protests over George Floyd raised outside White House, okay? And they said Donald Trump was taken to the secure White House bunker, usually reserved for times of war or terrorist attacks in the midst of noisy protests on Friday about killing George Floyd by police and sporadic clashes close to the presidential complex perimeter. According to several accounts by unnamed officials, Trump spent nearly an hour sequestered in the austere suite of hardened underground rooms uh, designed for use in grave emergencies and in which the, then Vice President Dick Cheney took shelter during the 9-11 attack. The decision to move the president to the bunker was attributed to uh, U.S. Secret Service officers tasked with protecting him. It was uh, taken as chance from protesters in nearby Lafayette Park could be heard in the in the White House and Secret Service and D.C. Uh, Park Police were required to push back the demonstrators from barriers close to the White House some who were throwing stones and water bottles. The decision to take Trump to the bunker, first reported in the New York Times, preceded uh, turning uh, turning off external lights at the White House during the further protest Sunday and has inevitably reinforced the sense of president under siege. Uh, largely unheard from except the stream of predictability accusatory inflammatory tweets. Oh, that's the, this is the press doing that again. Okay, you said the incident. Said that the incidents provoked a stream of de, uh, divisive comments on social media, comparing Trump unfavorably both to both presumptive Democratic candidate Joe Biden, who visited protesters, and to coward and to the cowardly line from the Wizard of Oz, the hashtag a bunker boy became a trending term on Twitter. But anyway, the reason why I read you guys this article is because it got worse. 
Later on, they said Secret Service people had to go to the hospital because some Secret Service people were hurt. That night, they were showing it on TV on all the major networks how people were literally trying to get to the White House. They were kicking the Secret Service's ass, okay? So this wasn't the first sense of a ta- of an attack coming on a, a, on a, a federal uh, a federal building or a federal place. If the White House's attack would have been really crazy, but that night the Secret Service was able to call some people. Now Donald Trump. Now it's question about why they there weren't nobody secret, no people service people being called up there to the Capitol. They should have been prepared for that shit. But it this this night they weren't prepared. And that night, and they was going to attack him even during the in the riots. They was trying to attack the White House during the riots. So I'm just telling y'all, this is not, I'm not surprised. And I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if more shit go down in the next coming months. Has, if shit get real bad, and Joe Biden already talking about locking people in the house for three three months. Oh, shit. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to tell you. And, build, and if they don't put no money up to start helping these small businesses and big businesses, I mean, small businesses and stuff, it's going to be some shit go down, okay? I'm just going to let y'all know. It might be the purge out of these damn streets. Yep. I know they already, them bubbles in the hills already got all the guns, okay? I'm just letting y'all know. It's going to be, it could be crazy out here, okay? If that happens. If. Okay? If. That's really interesting. I thought that was a, a, a interesting uh, thing to read. Okay, what else did I want to talk to y'all about tonight? Was it, I had another one, another story. Do we talk about Cory Bush proposes legislation that would remove House members who incited domestic terror attacks? Congressman and Cory Bush will introduce a resolution to sanction or potentially remove the office House members who supported challenges to certified election results. This is CBSNews.com, okay? Uh, the Missouri Democratic Democrats proposed legislation comes in response to a violent pro-Trump mob that stormed the Capitol building Wednesday. The riot resulted in four deaths. The violence sent members of Congress who gathered to verify President-elect uh, Joe Biden's win over President Trump fleeing. During the hour-long siege, the Congresswoman tweeted her intention to remove House Republicans who backed attempts to overthrow Biden's victory. Okay, why would you do that? They have the right to. That doesn't make any sense. They have a right to uh, to. Uh, that's not against Congress, and she's not making any sense. They have a right to uh, to go to question the ballots. They have that right. That's why they were allowed to do that during the uh, during the electoral vote. That they they have a right to disagree with them and state their reasons why. So what the fuck is she talking about? Okay, I believe the Republican members of Congress who have incited this domestic terror attack through their attempts to overturn the election must face consequences. What consequences? They they follow what they were supposed to do. Just because they questioned the election doesn't mean they should face consequences. They have broken a sacred oath in office. What? That that doesn't make sense because these people spoke out for their rights and afterwards somebody came and uh, 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 played at the played at the Capitol because that's what they were doing playing at the Capitol, taking pictures, selfies with the Capitol police and and how was Nancy Pelosi's office open anyway when her ass was supposed to be in uh, uh her ass was supposed to be in the uh, in the um, what was she for her her ass was here. Her ass was supposed to, isn't that convenient? Her her office was open. It was a couple of other big ones. McConnell's office was open. Weird shit. 
how was y'all offices open when uh uh when when y'all was in the in the meeting? Like it seemed like y'all offices should have been closed down. Or the per if there was a secretary in the office, once they heard that this was this was happening, the craziness was happening, the chaos, they should have locked the doors and ran out of there. That makes sense because it's a very sensitive information in those offices. Uh-uh. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say a conspiracy theory. This might not be Donald Trump at all. What is happening now? What is the result of what's happening now? Donald Trump is getting vilified, talking about impeachment, getting his ass out real fast. And it's it's also subduing Republicans. It's subduing them. It's making them shame to even speak of the election possibly being rigged. So who do the riots really work out for? Does it work out for Donald Trump? Yeah. Just something to think about this. That is real interesting. Sometimes the enemy ain't who you think it is. I mean, sometimes you got to look at the results of a thing to find out maybe what the real shit is. Because think about it. Think about it. Donald Trump doesn't win from people going to attack the thing. You can't overthrow. Donald Trump knows more than anybody. You can't overthrow the American election. And, and, and any president knows that. And any fool knows you can't just overthrow the American election by having people attack the Capitol. No, but what you, because you know that you're going to, if it was a lot of violence or something that happened, Donald Trump would be responsible for that shit. So he don't want that shit. He ain't that dumb. But what has happened since then? Let's think about this here. Suddenly, Democrats, Republicans are quiet and scared to even mention something. They turned on Donald Trump. They've been retiring out of his uh, committee. He's like the plague now. It's really made it an easier pathway for Joe Biden to take power more smoothly. Oh, shit. Oh, this is some psyops. Damn, sure. Some COVID. Oh, I don't know if it was the Republicans. And I ain't saying it was Antifa either. Uh-huh. Let me tell you something. Be very careful. Watch, they're watching the next six to seven months. Now, they may have some pansies out of this. If this, if this was a, a if this is a, my conspiracy theory is right, it could be a couple of pansies that go to jail. But I guarantee you this. You will forget, like you forgot about George W. Bush and all the shit he done. Within the next six months, you won't even remember the people who got arrested at the Capitol and why they got arrested. And most of them will be and probably got off. Because the media are going to conveniently forget they had that. And you will too. Oh, this is easy. Oh, it might not be Democrats at all. I mean, it might not be Republicans at all. It might not be Donald Trump at all. This worked out for Joe, not Donald Trump. It would be stupid to do such a thing. Literally stupid. You can't overthrow the government by doing that. Huh. Hmm. 
think about it for a second, y'all. Think about it. I look at stuff that see, because I see who benefited. Who benefited from all of this? Because it, it, it just made me think about it when I saw when I was thinking about why is Nancy Pelosi's office open and McConnell's office. I mean, they made sure the press made sure that people got pictures, take pictures behind Nancy Pelosi's desk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say nothing. I'm gonna leave my conspiracy theory out there. Y'all can take it as y'all want to. Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, I done had an aneurysm. My ass don't want no more. <laughs> I think he was smiling. He was, he was trying to get over it before. But it says, according to Boston.com, it says, hospitalized Dr. Dre agrees to pay a strange wife $2 million in spousal support while he recovers from aneurysm. Dr. Dre's like, shit. Dr. Dre agrees to pay his estranged wife $2 million in spousal support, support has their divorce heads to a final end. Hip-hop legend Dr. Dre has had a very chaotic week to kick off 2021. On Tuesday, it was revealed that Dre was in the hospital suffering a brain aneurysm, but the mogul took to social media to let everyone know he was okay. While in the hospital, a group of men, four men, attempted to rob the mogul's house, but were called in the act by security. Not only that, but his hospitalization caused him to miss an important court appearance for his divorce case hearing. His stay in intensive care may have caused him to cut stress out of his life as Dre has now agreed to pay his estranged wife, Nicole Young, $2 million in spousal support. According to the divorce papers that were initially drawn back in June of last year, Young stated that the root of the messy divorce case uh, stemmed from Dre's alleged abusive and coercive control during their, uh, 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 control during their marriage. Uh, the wife of the music mogul is looking to set the record straight about her reputation, too. The divorce documents claim that the media's narrative was designed to make her appear money-hungry, which her legal team has stated is completely false. I don't believe she's a money-hungry at all. She's been married to him 24 years, okay? I don't think that at all. Uh, she may have had a money agenda at first. I ain't going to say that. Any woman, listen, let me just say something to you. Uh, when a woman marries men, most women, when they marry you, want to, women want to know you can take care of them. It's not about wealth and taking, you know, a lot of women, and a dude like Dre looks like he can take care of you. He has a lot of wealth, okay? Uh, so, yeah, I do I think money was a factor? Hell yeah, okay? <laughs> the narrative is predictability is blameability. One of the oldest, most well-known misogynistic and sexist tropes in the book. The false claim that Nicole, his wife, more than 24 years and the mother of his three children, was only married to him for his money, the document reads. The vow smear files directly in the face of the facts. The parties married long before they amassed a billion-dollar portion at issue herein and stayed together for more than 24 years in spite of Andre's rampant and repeated repeated marital misconduct. Okay, um... It says from now on, both parties agree she should receive the money to continue to pay for her living expenses as their divorce battle continues. Dre will not need to extend time to recover from his recent health complication, which will ultimately delay the proceedings of his divorce for quite some time. Uh, hopefully, he can recover. Listen, Dr. Dre is stressed out. That's why I say when I see something like brain injuries, I'm not saying that's cause, but a lot of times stress can bring on all kind of medical shit. So, Dre, sometimes it's better to search for your peace than a bag. Like sometimes Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre can, Dr. Dre can go on with it. Like he can make money. People have been waiting for a, for music from Dr. Dre for a hundred years. Maybe he can make a, that long-awaited album everybody's ass been waiting for. Okay, and he can make back up the money he needs. 
But now his ass is sitting in the hospital with a brain and almost probably died. Probably. I'm just saying probably. Allegedly. Almost died. His ass was in the ICU. Stressed the fuck out. And now it took him in like, damn, just give her $2 million. I mean, see, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to have your peace. Telling y'all that it's peace of mind. Peace of mind. Not fighting this woman over that money. You've been married to her 24 years. You know she know where all the bodies are very drained. You know she know what all the, the crazy skits you done done over the years. You know she know it all. So you might as well just go and get out the checkbook as long as it ain't nothing ridiculous and hand it over. I mean, just simple as that. She got three kids with you. Try to remember the good-ass times and say, you know what, she, she was here for 24 years. Now, that don't mean... Now, her little statement don't mean that you didn't marry his ass for money, okay? Because anybody can see where Dr. Dre's ass was going uh, 24 years ago, okay? Okay, Dr. Dre's ass was headed, he, he was he was doing well, okay? He was start, he was coming out of that death row shit, and he was starting to emerge as one of the top producers in the game. Girl, bye. Okay, that don't mean that you didn't marry him. You didn't see a good, hey, you didn't see a good financial bucket at that moment. Okay, I think you saw a good ass financial bus. <laughs> okay, but that doesn't mean she didn't love him either. I mean, because you can love somebody and see a financial bucket too. As a matter of fact, I'm an advocate of loving somebody and seeing a financial bucket. You got to see them all. You got to see the love, the financial bucket. Uh, do they? Is your? Is your? Do you? Are y'all going for the same things in life? You got to see a lot of it. Okay, you can't just see. You know. Yeah, you got to see a number of things when you're trying to get with somebody and partner with somebody. It's just finally, it finally they came to the decision that it wasn't working. And she's been there 24 long-ass years and had three kids. Give her her money. And I know she probably, and she was a lawyer. She made a lawyer, so she probably gave him, she probably gave him, uh, she probably gave him uh, plenty of, uh, during that time, she probably gave him plenty of advice. And we don't know what kind of advice that she may have had or given him during, you know, to the business, to the business of things when you partners and stuff. I mean, she might not have gave him no advice, but maybe she gave him a lot of advice, okay? You know, we got pillow talking in the midnight hours and, and, and all kind of stuff, okay? That's why I say when a, when a person marries too, here's another thing. When you got, like, somebody become president, you have to look at their wife just as much as you look at them, in my personal opinion, because they are the person that they talk to if they're close to them, if they're not a, a, a front. They're the person they talk to about everything. In the midnight hour when things ain't working out, when things aren't, if something's going, they talk to them about everything. So you have to you have to look at uh, uh, the, the uh, person's uh, part. You don't, you don't just look at the person who's going to become partner of uh, uh president or, or something like that, you got to look at the, who they partnering with because uh, that partnership is it uh, carries over to the White House. I mean, I remember reading a story about Nancy Reagan and how Nancy Reagan literally controlled Ronald Reagan almost everything in the White House by astrology. Like she controlled times for meetings. She would tell Ronald Reagan when it was a good time to do, you know, do a meeting, maybe not during, do it, do it do it during Mercury retrograde and all kind of stuff they said. But he loved her. So he listened to her. She had a lot of influence over him, okay? So it's a very important to be looking at. When you go into business deals and you look at the spouse, like, little, you see her. You know what I'm saying? Now, there's some men and women and, and stuff detached from each other. They're not really 
You know, they may be doing maybe ended, or it could be a number of reasons. But I always say look at the spouse to have an understanding of, of especially if they're married, to have a, or, or you know, uh, to have an understanding of who you're dealing with. Because if you're dealing with a person that's married, you're dealing with two. You I mean, you're dealing with one acting, I mean, two acting as one. Just my personal opinion. So that's in business and anything, okay? So I feel that with Dr. Dre. He's been with that woman 24 years. There's no telling what he, you know, what she put into the relationship. I mean, what she put in the relationship. I said this with Ken Do and Mary J. Blige, okay? And now I get, I feel differently about Ken Do's ass because Ken Do's ass, as I said, was allegedly worn in the fucking money. Now, if you ruined the fucking money, you got a lot of nerves to be asking me for $33,000 a month. When you didn't act as a good business manager to me. But she gave him that. You know why Mary J. ended up giving Kim do $33,000 a month? Mary J. just want peace of mind. Want peace of mind. She's like, I'm tired. I just want this nigga. I just want this nigga roll down, okay? And, 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 and listen, I, I was just thinking about this. This is awesome. This is no, we got in the last four minutes, I'm going to talk about this. Mary J. Blige. I was thinking about this when I was looking at Power the other day. You know, I'm random. We being random today. But I was like, I saw her walk across that stage and that, I mean, that screaming at Louis Vuitton. And I was talking about how she should be a spokesperson for Louis, all this stuff. And I had this discussion the other night with somebody, too. I was talking to somebody, and I was there's no reason that Mary J. Blige should not have a billion dollars. I just don't understand how Mary J. Blige, you know Mary J. Blige got more influence in the hood than Beyonce? I'm straight I'm telling you straight up. I know people saying, no, no, no. Now, Beyonce got influence with gay men and a lot of uh, some upscale women, but nobody, Mary J has that influence across the board. Have you ever been to a Mary J concert and saw everybody singing every last damn one of her songs? It's, it's crazy. And she just got this hood girl vibe that is so, there's no re that's so, like, it's, it's so relatable. There is no reason Mary should not have a million, a millions of dollars. Like, like I mean, billions. She'd be, she be close to a billion right now. I don't understand it. I, I was confused by that. We had the discussion the other day. I'm like, why she ain't got no boot line? Like, who the fuck is advising her? Who the fuck is telling her to do a wine bottle from, uh, from wine and not a fucking boot line? And, 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 and not a fucking clothing line? Like, Mary can sell some shit. God, people really love her ass. She reminds me of one of my best girlfriends that I have ever had. And we still close to this day. Like, me and her are complete opposites. She's so similar to Mary J. Blige. Like, they energy is similar. Like, well, she is a little bit, Felicia's a little bit more uh, lighter than Mary, but they kind of remind me of each other. Like, I mean, and, and like, that's my, my grandmother used to call her my alter ego. She said, she your alter ego, because I was like the bougie, like the bougie half, and she's like the hood girl, hood girl, like deep hood girl. <laughs> but she reminds me to Mary because she's so loyal. Like, Mary gives me that loyal energy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I could be really good friends with Mary J. Blige. I feel like I would, like, seriously love her ass. Like, I, I say that's like that. Like, me and her, like, I would, I would like her. Like, I would just straight up like her. I, I feel like, I know what, uh, what's her name? What's the girl's name said about her? What's, what's Jaguar, right? I feel like I would like Jaguar, too, though. I do. I felt like that about Jaguar. He's crazy as Jaguar's ass seem to be. I seem to feel like I would really love Jaguar, right, too. But I like them type of people. I like the people that are different. But I I was just thinking about that. Like, why isn't Mary J more, got more money? Okay, I'm going 
go into overdrive and talk about this for about 10 minutes. If you're on the phone line, stay on the phone line. We at the end of the show, y'all. Thank you guys for hanging out with me, for the rose of you who are listening online and everything. Uh, We're going to end this with moving on, India Sean. India Sean, and I'm going to be in overdrive in a minute. So phone line, you can stay on, okay? I'm out. Please. Allow me to show you something. Galaxy, C-Cat with Show, and Carlotta72 on Twitter. Okay, listen. I want to let you guys know. The next couple of weeks, I may be off. I just made you. I just need a, I just need a fucking break. <laughs> I do. I may, I may, I may take a break. I mean, this is shit. Social media is driving me daddy. Okay? <laughs> so, I'm, 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 I'm going to try to take a break. You know how you try... You try to take a break. I'm gonna try. Okay, I'm gonna try. Let something crazy happen. I gotta come on and talk to y'all. Something crazy happen, okay? Because I gotta share my energy and feelings. But if something don't take so expect, if something doesn't, you know, you suspect me, I might be gone for a couple of weeks. It's okay. Y'all be all right. <laughs> y'all can listen to old archive shows, okay? Check out the archive shows and and enjoy, okay? Uh, listen, okay. So I was talking about Mary J. Blige, and I was saying like, you know, her playing Monet. I was like, I feel like Mary has been the epitome of black urban girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, because sometimes we, black urban girls, native black American girls who are who lived in urban situations are sometimes been misunderstood. And you know, I was I was talking to the, I was talking the other day to somebody like about this, and I said, you know, I feel like now I'm at this place in my life where I embrace that I was a hood girl, that I grew up in the ghetto, that I was a ghetto girl, or or uh, or um, uh, things that have meant to be negative, you know, or that I was a girl who grew up in the round the hood, round the way girl or something. Because now I see, like I said, I see people on TV using black uh, girl, uh, hood girl shit all the time. Like they made us feel bad for doing hood girl shit. They made it seem like we were people was being, but and some hood shit is bad. Now don't get me wrong, now wait a minute. Some hood shit is bad, 
But a lot of great shit was created in the hoods across all across America. I mean, in the urban areas all across America. I can, especially when you look at the time like before the the millennial time, the nineties and back. Oh my God! Like I remember girls like like in the hood braiding and weaving. I mean, doing learning how all, just we was doing all kind of stuff that we are having like you know making popular name brands. Like we didn't know we was just trying to be cool, trying to be in the look. I mean, like, and how much of a, how much of a symbol that urban girls were. Urban girls set so many of the trends. Hood girls set so many of the trends. So many of the trends that went on in the United States right now, you can find them in the hood, hood girls wearing them. But they made us to feel bad for being hood. And to me, Mary J. Blige is like revenge of that energy. Like she's the hood girl, the ultimate hood girl who has made it. Like she is like, and so to me, it's like, why don't we celebrate her more? Like why isn't her ass getting more money? Why isn't Mary J. got like the $700,000, uh, $700 million uh, deals? Like, I mean, why Mary J? I I see more people celebrating Mary J when I go to a a a, a concert. Then I, I don't see people be knowing Beyonce's songs like that. But Mary J, they be they sing every damn song, every damn song, every damn even including that horrible "I'm Going Down" album. They sing every damn last one of them songs. I just feel this is my rant. My ending rant is why isn't Mary J celebrated more? Is it because that she epitomizes everything that is hood? You know, I don't get it. But I just I, I just feel like I, I feel like we need to celebrate Mary J more. You know, Beyonce wasn't a hood girl, but Beyonce was a was an urban girl, right? I mean was a I mean not what is it not an urban girl but a a, a suburb suburban girl, okay? But Mary J is a, is a, a, she is she's in so many ways us. Most black women, right? And so my question is, why don't we look at her and celebrate her more? Like that, her come up. And then here's the thing I love about Mary J. At least from the outside, it looks like that. I don't know if it really is, you know, because, you know, people can be fucked up. I don't know. You can, These celebrities out here, they be looking one way, but be fucked up in their head when you need them. You're like, oh, they fucked up. I thought they was nice. They crazy as fuck. But Mary J. in some senses, when I've heard her um, interviews and stuff like that, from where she was back in the day, you can see such evolution, such growth, such intelligence. I'm scared to speak. Like she, you know, you can see she's a little shy and really sometimes scared, but she's never scared to speak her mind. You got bitches hiding like Beyonce. They be hiding them, you saying nothing. They be looking like they a robot. Like you don't see nothing behind their eyes. They just be real pretty. But Mary J. is not that. Mary J's always, like, she's speaking her heart. She speaks her mind. She always has this. You can see she's kind of careful, but she always has this sense of, like, who she's grown up to be, who she was from who she is now. And she's not afraid to share that with you. I mean, it's like, to me, she's more than a celebrity. Like, she's used her growth and her her missteps to help you. Like, her fame is actually used for something. I really like that. Even if I disagree with her on some of her politics, like I like the interviewing of Hillary Clinton and singing to Hillary's ass and shit. I was like, what the fuck? When she was singing to Hillary Clinton, that shit was cool. And she said, oh, it, was, it, was, it was bad advice. Somebody gave her bad advice. But for the most part, Mary J is such an iconic uh, 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 
to me, in some ways, person, in some ways, I mean, she's had missteps in relationships and stuff like that, but she shared that. I really actually like that. I was just thinking about that. Like, why do we celebrate empty vessels, but not people like Mary J who have, who have had growth and change and, and, and really speak about it and share it with people in such a way that's so powerful? You know, even when you hear her on stage, I remember to see her when during the Maxwell. I've seen her a lot, okay? But I love that she always, she's kind of like Fantasia. She always, but see, Fantasia's different. I mean, these are a whole different story. Fantasia is a preacher. But for Mary J, Mary J's always trying to, like, stop in the middle of her show, even though you can see she's stopped, but she's always trying to encourage you about what she's going through and stuff like that. I love that's when you use your celebrity beyond what it's supposed to be used for. I love that. Like, it, it was, like, dope. When she was with Maxwell, they were doing the Kings and Queen. What is that stuff? Queen of Heart Tour. It was cute, too, because Maxwell was trying to share his... Maxwell, you can tell... Let me tell you something about Maxwell. Maxwell's funny to me. Because Maxwell seems always uncomfortable. Like, he seems like... He's so funny. He was trying to share something. He said, he said something that when he's that confident. If you love... If you love... I was like, out the blue. If you love somebody 100%, they shouldn't be honest with you. It was something crazy. I was like, huh? <laughs> he's he one of them dudes that's so deep that you be like, huh? <laughs> and you like, go home and think about it. <laughs> I can tell he's an Aquarius moon. I'm like, what the fuck? All right, but you, but the, and you, and then it, it comes to you two days later, and you're like, oh shit, okay, I get what he was saying. <laughs> All right, okay, but but Mary J is just that she just has that natural vibe about her, and I just don't understand why she's not celebrated more. I cannot understand why Mary J don't have the money. Why Mary J just? I just saw a video of Mary J getting a star on our Hollywood Walk of Fame a couple of years ago, and she said she was almost homeless. I was like, what the fuck? How is Mary J. Blige almost homeless? <laughs> it should be like, what? Mary J. should be rolling in the dollar. And it's sad to me because so many people, this is what I feel like it is, really. A girl like Mary J., who, that's why I say she's the epitome somewhat of the neighborhood girl, you know, because she grew up, she didn't have, you know, the father, you know, there all the time. I mean, she has a father, but her father wasn't there in her life constantly and stuff like that. But she she didn't have the protections that some other celebrities do. And yet, here's this girl that goes into this world of celebrity. And um, and she's not as protected, you know, because she she she, she has the, uh, the disadvantages from, you know, being hood, you know what I'm saying? Disadvantages of maybe coming from a single parent home and coming into uh, wealth uh, at such a high rate, and 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 uh, not having the education and having to grow up in it and literally get the bumps and the bruises to figure the shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like you, she didn't necessarily have nothing business in her head or whatever, you know, and just now and she and through the bumps and the bruises, we watched her and now she's. She's come to try to figure it out, not just say like that should be rewarded. Like that should be that shit should be rewarded. Just the very fact that she's her ass survived. Reward Mary Mary J. Blige with some big ass checks. That's what I say. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like she should be. I said this before about her. I saw it again the other night, and I was like, damn it, she needs to be celebrated. And part of that is get some good advisors, Mary J. Because somebody ain't advising you right. 
Beyonce out here selling that Ivy Park bullshit. Now, let me tell you something. The first good line of Ivy Park she actually had was this one. Okay? The other shit was fucked up, okay? But listen, you, you, Mary J. Mary J. Wait, I'm going to hit something. Oh, yeah, I'm going to hit the song here. Mary J. could sell a number of things. Okay, because hood girls just love her from hood girls to college girls to everybody can relate. Okay, and Mary J. can sell the fuck out of some stuff. I don't know why y'all ain't got her selling stuff like like she should be selling all kinds. She should be making money. I need somebody that's gonna help her make some good deals. I don't know who the fuck is around her right now, manager. First, she had that crazy ass Ken do just putting her in a poor house allegedly. And now I don't know who the hell is manager, but damn it, Mary J shouldn't be just doing a wine uh, 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 thing. I mean, wine is good, but that ain't the only damn thing. Shoot. Y'all better get Mary a boot line and, some, and a Louis, Louis deal. The way she wore that Louis, Louis, Louis Vuitton the other day, damn it. I was like, bitch. I mean, Mary, she wear it, and nobody can wear it like her. Nobody can wear that shit like Mary. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm tired of y'all. Y'all better give Mary. Have y'all see how Mary has come up in her looks? I mean, she was always beautiful, but Mary now is like just just help us. Just like her body is fire. She looks good. And listen, y'all better give Mary something. Somebody, I need people to advise somebody who's right around Mary to advise her ass about selling. And she should be. She should be. Mary can make all kind of money in these streets. Okay. She's now you know the stars starting now with the Monet thing. Then the showed up. Mary J. Blige needs to have lines coming from everywhere. Okay, the music music business the music business ain't shit no more. Okay, but she can't. Music is fun to just do because it's your hobby and you love it. But you know if you're trying to make money. Okay, so you got to find some other shit. Okay, Mary should be selling in the business of selling right now. Okay, if Beyonce can sell that Ivy Park shit and it can sell out in two minutes. That bullshit. Imagine if Mary J was giving up Like somebody advising her stupid stuff Like they advising her lines like about I think she had a jury line or something One time and didn't go nowhere or something Now she needs to be like on the HSN or QVC or something But not even that She, she can even do She can, Mary could actually do name brand That's the popular in the streets Like people love Louis, Louis in the streets And stuff like that She could do stuff like that and sell it like crazy Like partner with a brand like that she can partner with brands that are popular in the streets and sell them like nobody else can, okay? I, I just don't understand having her own line. I don't know who the fuck is telling her to go over there and just do wines and giving her fucking cheap-ass perfumes and fucking shit like that. Cheap-ass Y'all had Mary that nasty shit. What was that shit she was selling a few years ago at Essence in my life? Smell like an old woman. I was like, this ain't the who the fuck told Mary to do this? Mary could get with any big brand, and if any of the big brands, they should have got with her and created Mary J. Blige a line of perfume, okay? Bullshit, y'all are doing up in here. Disrespect. I'm tired of it. If Beyonce's asking to be out here suddenly, damn it, Cardi B sold out uh, some, some tennis shoes from, who was that she sold out them damn tennis shoes, them ugly red shoes? I just, I just had the thought. That's all. That's my rant for today. That's it, y'all. That's what I'm gonna get my rent on, okay? How we need to appreciate how somebody ain't ain't selling Mary J right, especially with this Monet shit going on. I mean, get let's sell her right. Damn it, what the hell is going on around? <laughs> All right, it's the end, y'all. Man, I've had a good time today, rant, ranting and talking to y'all. Y'all know how I be doing, okay?
Now I'm going to mind my business, okay? It is what it is. Y'all have a good, good rest of y'all weekend. Enjoy yourself. I am out. I will see y'all maybe in a couple of weeks unless something happens, y'all. And if something happens, I got to bring my ass back on here, okay? All right, but other than that, y'all have a good one. I'll see y'all. Let's leave out with, I ain't got no damn Mary J. Blige song. Somebody should play Mary J. Blige. No, I ain't got no damn. <laughs> oh, I do got a Mary J. Blige song on here. Okay. I think this is Mary. All night long. Is this me? Y'all better have the right damn song. Okay, let's see y'all if I download the right song. Is that? I think that's it. All right, we're gonna leave out with Mary, y'all. Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right, you guys, we're gonna leave out with Mary J. Blige. Y'all have a good one. I'm out. I will see y'all a couple of weeks, maybe. <laughs> or, or maybe before the end. Depends, okay? I'm out. Love me.